greatest fucking scripts ever written in the history of Hollywood is? What? Top Gun. Oh, come on. Top, Top Gun is fucking great. What is Top Gun? You think it's a story about a bunch of fighter pilots? Yeah, it's about a bunch of guys waving their dicks around. It is a story about a man's struggle with his own homosexuality. That's serious. That is what Top Gun is about, man. You've got Maverick, all right? He's on the edge, man. He's right on the fucking line, all right? And you've got Iceman and all his crew. Right. They're gay. They, are, they represent the gay man, right. all right? And they're saying, go. Go the gay way. Go the gay way. He could go both ways. What about Kelly McGillis, right? Kelly McGillis, she's, she's, she's heterosexuality. She's saying, no, 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 no. Go the normal way. Play by the rules. Go the normal way. And they're saying, no, go the gay way. Be the gay way. Go for the gay way. All right? That's what's going on throughout that whole movie. Oh, man. And that clip goes on and on and on. Um, That's from the uh, 1994 movie Sleep With Me. Is that movie known. good? I don't know it's, what it is. It's fine. It, it's one of those movies that came out of the indie scene, which is probably why Tarantino, yeah. you know, knowing some of the people in it, just kind of made a cameo. But um, that's that's the one thing. That's I'm so not funny. It's not a good movie, but that's the one scene that sort of transcends the movie. Okay, that was fair enough. A hit for its time. It's not something you have to see, but that and that clip goes on. I encourage you to check it, it does, out. You can yes. find it on YouTube. But um, <laughs> you know, it's just a, a magnificent clip. Um, obviously, you can interpret Top Gun however you want to. We're, yes. we're not judgy here, but it's, it's a fun secondary read to that. Um, and his speech is. Uh, no matter where you stand on this, his speech is really good and thought out and, and clever and funny. As so, everything um, Tarantino is. Um, and it's become a thing. I mean, I don't know. I, I saw that movie years ago and remember laughing at that. But now, like, just a week or two ago, uh, Jess's cousin was was talking about this. And he didn't know it came from a clip from a movie. Oh, I he see. He was like, you've heard about the interpretation, right? Like, or the whatever. Interpretation. So it's, like, <laughs> gone on to have, like, a second life. I don't know if that's fun. a wholly unique uh, analysis, though. <laughs> Quentin didn't make that sure. up. Um, but sure. But how he words it is funny. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty great. Anyway. Um, anyway. Anyways, welcome back. We are here. We are recording. We are podcasting again. It's been uh, two over two months, which might be our longest stretch ever. Yeah, um, we hit 50 uh, episodes and we took a long break. And then we break. <laughs> took a long yeah. break. Um, man, I just was working a lot and uh, we've had so many life things and uh, I currently have COVID. So this is yeah. the first time that we're not together recording in a very long time. We're Zooming um, again and it's ironic that COVID has led to us doing a Zoom episode <laughs> since COVID had us doing Zoom episodes for about two years. Yeah, I and think, neither right of us really had COVID during that time. We were yeah. just being And safe. here we are now that the world's opened and back now up. now uh, I have COVID. Um, yeah. And uh, today I'm feeling okay. But I had five five full days of fucking feeling terrible and having a million symptoms. So um, stay safe out there, guys. Um, yeah, try to not infect your fellow person. Um, yeah, anywho, do your best. I will say that the uh, the bird that lives outside is still very much alive and active. Um, and so if you hear the bird in the background, I apologize. Um, he's a fucking asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, and, and I should just mention that uh, we are here to focus on movies and stupid stuff that make us happy. So we are. Uh, we're probably not going to delve into the state of the world, um, but yep, we're uh, going to ignore it. We're going to shut it deep down it. the way yeah, men exactly. are supposed to, and, <laughs> and not let any of it out until it consumes us yeah. from the inside. What, what world? Um, <laughs> Wayne's world. <laughs> oh God, that's the only world I care about. Wayne's world. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will uh, say, I got the um, I got the a, a real itch, a sudden urge to watch my cousin Vinny. 
Oh God, it's um, been a while. After all the uh, the the sure. legal stuff came sure. down, because that's uh, the legal movie that makes me the happiest, sure. and makes me laugh. And anyway, so uh, that would be a recommendation from me to anybody that's who wants funny. to watch yeah. something a little light. Sure. Anyway, anyway. Um, um, well, uh, I I do have a couple of things I just want to say before we get into like what we've watched and everything. It's like just housekeeping stuff. Um, sure. And uh, I I think my big one here is that uncharacteristic of me. I just haven't been as into watching movies and TV. I have been doing it, but I haven't had mm-hmm. the drive and the obsession that I normally do. I haven't been to as many movies. Um, and oh, uh, and it's just been... I, I, yeah, <laughs> Side effect of COVID? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, but goddamn, yeah. there are 7 million TV shows, and it's like frustrating. Yeah, I wonder if that's Cause what... Because I was going to say, it's not the drive for me. It's just schedule and everything going on. I've yeah. been frustrated. It's just been really hard for me to get to, to flicks and sure. find a good time and everything sure. else and work and all this other stuff. Um, and so I've seen, been there less than a while. I've still seen a ton of stuff because it's been a long time, so we'll right. cover a bunch. But um, but I, I've kind of the in the opposite way, same same result where I've just I've wanted to go to a bunch, and there are so many things coming out. But I do wonder if part of it is just that I have consumed probably more television than I ever have between yeah. episodes. I mean, I know sure. it's been a long time, but even that considered, I can't wait like, to hear what you've been watching because yeah, it's, it's just that's a lot the thing. of shows. You probably have not watched the same stuff I've watched. It's totally a crapshoot. Yep. There's seven There's million so things, and uh, maybe it'll help me decide we, what I'm going to watch. We've talked uh, about it before. Next. The the water cooler shows that are no more. Yeah. I, and, and right. the good part about it is there's something for everyone, even that one kid that has nothing in common with anybody else. <laughs> yes. The bad thing is, you know, we don't have Seinfeld or Friends or whatever uh, anymore that we all saw the episode and can kind of discuss. So, yeah, uh, yeah it'll be interesting. Um, well, I do have a couple of things. This is like stupid that I'm even bringing it up at the top. But um, we've talked about how the Academy uh, Museum in L.A., which is a yes. new venue. We've been to it. Or wait, did you go to it? I haven't, and here's, oh, you haven't uh, been yet. Okay, gotcha. We, we were going to, and then uh, we didn't get the greatest review that we wanted uh, about well, it. Not that, that was we're probably not still from me. Go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to put you on the, on it was, the no, it, block, it, but yeah, it's not. But we actually have heard from good. a couple things. I'm still very excited to you go, gotta go just because yeah, I want to go. go. Um, but uh, my mom and brother are coming back out in August, and oh, cool. um, we, you know, we were just thinking, look, we didn't take them to Peterson, and they're right there. You just and do we were going to just knock out both, and hundred percent. So we were kind of waiting for them to come out and then we're going to do it cool um well what i'm bringing up here is that i have i have preemptively bought four tickets to two movies on two sundays in july that um you might be into uh maybe put them on your calendar the first one is at the academy theater the beautiful theater at the academy museum uh, is showing Armageddon, and I I mentioned this oh, recently. Oh God, yes. So that's yeah. I it, don't even know if you're available, but July. It's hilarious to me. How long has the Academy <laughs> uh, Museum been open? I mean, a year. I a think year? it opened last summer. Yeah. For a one year, for it to be one year within twelve months ish yeah. for Armageddon <laughs> to be a choice. No, no. Make, they makes they me actually have wonderful programming. They're do con, they're doing Con Air and Face Off and all these movies. Oh, like, yeah. This, you got to look. You got to add that to your. Um, kind of list of theaters to look at their sure, programming sure. because it's really good. Yeah. Um, I'm adding maybe, to my list right now. <laughs> maybe better than most. Um, but anyway, so 7.30 we'll, PM on Ju- July 24th. It's a Sunday. I'll, I'll note that one. Okay. What's um, the other one? And then the next one is the following Sunday at 2 PM is close encounters at the new Bev, oh, uh, the God, special yeah. edition. It's uh, July 31st. So right, I have tickets right. for both of those already. And, uh, I I, I'm going to try to take. I'm going to try to take Jess to the good, the bad, and the ugly at the new Bev because she's yep. never seen it. And I was like, "You got to do big there 
mean, uh, what better place than Tarantino's their July theater, uh, programming is great. Um, I know it's the first month in a while that I've really been like there's because there's a to I won't get to everything those, yeah. but yeah Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade yep. is playing for a kitty matinee they're doing Back to the Future too they're doing um, all three Back to the Futures actually yes over yes three weekends. I guess I yeah. said two because that was the one I was considering <laughs> since we're going to um, Back to the Future at the um, Hollywood Bowl yeah did you get tickets um, for that. I did. I got. Us are all we included? That. Okay, great. Yeah, you uh, are. Is I it, mean, you know, if you if you can't make it, just is let it me know the Saturday we'll, or we'll the or the Friday? Uh, you know what? I can tell you right now. I think um, it's the fifth or the sixth. Of and August. listeners, if this you're is in important. LA, you guys, you guys just sit tight. We'll let you know when we're when we're, we're doing our movie scheduling. Uh, we don't July sixteenth. July sixteenth. So that is uh, wait. Blah, no, that doesn't blah. sound right. I think August sixth is. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. August sixteenth, which is August Saturday. Sixth. Sixth, right? Sixth. Wait a minute. The sixteenth is a is a. Is oh yeah, you know what I was looking at? You know okay. what I was looking at? I was looking at Back to the Future Two, New Bev. Okay, uh, August sixth. Yeah, August sixth. Okay, you are correct. I yeah. have it on my calendar. I just wanted to make sure because they're doing it two nights in a row. I didn't know which night. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not. Um, going both. Anyways, hey, come meet us at the bowl, everybody. Yeah. Um, if anybody else wants to come. <laughs> so another couple of fun things, real quick. Um, so we do trivia on Tuesdays here in the Valley, and uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, the final question that we won on. So we were, you know, there's like 30 teams and I've told you these, these stories. I'm going to come back past. to this at some point. It's just yeah. not the most convenient spot for me. But yeah, no, of course. Um, anyways, uh, we were, we were doing really good. We were in the top three teams. I don't remember if we were first, I think we were probably second or third place. And with King trivia, you can double or nothing. So if you really are sure, then you double or nothing for the points and the last question was uh, name the last 10 Bond movies in no particular oh, order. And heartbeat. I was like, yeah, I of course. Order. And so yeah. I grabbed the paper. I was like, oh, yeah, everybody just be quiet. I'm going to write Five of them are Craig. And yeah, so I wrote them down. And what's funny, why don't you do it real quick? Go ahead and so go ahead you and do start it. with you got four Pierce Just Browns do them in order, five, reverse Craig. order. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, well, I'll just do them in order. It's uh, License to Kill, GoldenEye, Tomorrow Never Dies, The World Is Not Enough, Die Another Day. Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Spectre, and then um, the last one, which was... No Time. No Time to Die. Yeah, sure. So I did them in reverse order just because I was kind of thinking backwards yeah, and it yeah. helped me. Makes and then, sense. of course, what you end up with is a Dalton movie. You're splitting the Dalton yeah. era with 1989, that one. baby. But what is crazy to me is that it's probably just the pressure of trivia and everything where I was like, wait a second, which Dalton is which? <laughs> oh yeah yeah because i just am not as encyclopedic about those and yeah, sure. um and i was like i'm pretty darn sure license to kill is the second one yeah, but yeah. it's the you only it. one of the entire franchise where i was like not sure about its placement every other movie in the whole franchise i could have written in order and I just had to like go with my gut. I'm like, hey guys, so are we funny. okay to double or nothing when I'm only like 85% sure? And of course, I did say license to kill and we did get it and we got first place. Um, so that was well, I'm very. I'm sorry I couldn't very, have been there for you, buddy, but I'm. Uh, I just I'm happy was thinking, I was it. like, man, if he was here, it would just be no question. You know, um, the way to remember that too is like, not that it's going to matter now. Yeah, but tell me. So Living Daylights, at least this in my mind, is a Roger Moore Bond movie where they put. Timothy yeah, Dalton in it. It's right. got some silly stuff. It's got the toy soldier stuff at the end. Mm-hmm, it's got, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's got the jokes, very but he's much. still playing it very serious. Yes. And then License to Kill was clearly a, but you're at the end of the 80s, and that was right. it's the drugs thing and everything, and it was clearly a, okay, the popular action movies now 
are these rated R lethal weapon and die hard like it, but you know, bond influences everything, but it's also influenced by everything in that era. Cause it keeps going. Totally. So that's kind of the way I've always thought of it. Um, and I'll always wonder what the third, uh, Dalton bond movie was gonna look like that had robot assassins. I know. I've you heard You think that about story. the early nineties <laughs> and having like terminators going after Dalton and I kind of want it now. Anyway, Absolutely. Um, but cool. I'm glad you got that one, man. I, I um, never had a doubt, even if you did. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and the last thing that I just I noted, which I thought was really funny, our favorite clothing brand, Super Yaki, uh, the maker of the hat I got you and, and other things, um, sure. movie-themed the clothing, um, it, they tweeted, you know this this uh, social media bit that's been going around where she's a 10, but... She's a 10, but, or he's yes. a 10, but yes, um, it's very silly if you don't know it's it. You're not missing out on anything, but I don't know if you saw this tweet. They wrote, she's a 10, but still dealing with ongoing trauma of watching a twister miss this house and miss that house and then come after her. <laughs> <laughs> and I just laughed so hard. It's just, oh, they're, God. they're so on point with their media. That's something that speaks directly to exactly. our generation or our decade of and no one else, but The so concept good. of miss wow. this house. And miss that, that is house. great, <laughs> and then come that after. That is her. great. Yeah, lifted directly. Yeah, She's a ten. I just I want to work for something like that and come <laughs> yeah. up with that stuff. Like that's that's all I want. I no if, longer want to be. If we're ever in Texas together, I think they're in Austin. If we're ever in Texas together, oh, so we got to go visit, visit them. It. Yeah, can we take um, a field trip? Yeah, they have like a, a that store and the last or blockbuster. How many trips have we planned at this point? Yeah, <laughs> we, haven't we haven't done one yet. One but. of these days, we'll leave yeah. uh, the area. Um, all right. Well, that's all my house cleaning stuff. Um, you got anything, or should we talk about some stuff? No, we've man, seen let's, or... yeah let's talk about stuff we've seen i um, feel like we should right off talk about the big ones we um, have to start at the top go ahead that would be top gun top gun yeah top gun right. maverick which we waited for a long oh time. wait can i tell this is this is uh this is uh on topic um we went to dinner with Lori's friend a few nights ago or a couple of weeks ago and uh she sat down she's like we got to talk about the best movie ever and <laughs> she said <laughs> She sat down and she went, we got to talk about the best movie ever, Maverick. And I went, I love Maverick. <laughs> Should we redo the quiz and the objectively what would we show movie would we show Aliens? She was so Maverick? confused when I was like, oh, I haven't seen it in years, but uh, <laughs> but I really love it. And she's like, what do you mean you haven't seen it in years? It just came out. And I was just like, oh, you're talking about Top Gun. This is okay. so good, dude. Isn't that and so appropriate back for to us? the future re- reference. Uh, what do you mean this is a re- rerun? It's <laughs> brand new. It's That's brand the first new. thought I had. I was like in the movie. Um, anyways, oh, so man. Top Gun Maverick. That's so funny. Um, yeah, when you say good. just Maverick, that's the first. Of course, I wanted, that's the I first wanted thing to be like, think. that's the name. Uh, She's that's like, the there's title. a movie called Maverick. <laughs> that's a subtitle, kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that is a subtitle. Well, let me just. Uh, I saw a tweet, and I don't know. We'll still talk about it, but honestly, after this tweet, I don't know if we need to talk about it. Uh, okay. I think this says it all. But um, I saw a tweet after we had left, and it's uh, Luke Barnett. And he said, finally saw Top Gun and I'm headed to the doctor because there's no way this erection is lasting less than four hours. And That's honestly, so that silly. feels appropriate to That's the clip so we silly. played earlier and also the movie yeah. itself. Um, I can't tell you how many, I mean, again, we were both very excited to see this. Um, as with all sequels of like beloved sure. properties that have been 30 years, you know, you're cautiously optimistic at best. But um, we were both excited to see it. And then I think left being fully satisfied and probably even i don't want to speak for you but even even like exceeded expectations i mean i I know that i left and i was just and and after we all talked about it you know jess's parents talked to us about it how much they loved it um uh 
my thread from college. They're not really movie watchers. You know what I yeah. mean? Somebody suddenly brought it up. They're like, guys, I just went to Top Gun. Has anyone seen Top Gun? Like, everyone is just like, it was so good, right? Like, just it was, like the universal it was so appreciation for it. Yeah, it was just about. one yeah. of those audience movies across the board. Uh, everybody's going to enjoy. I mean, yeah. obviously, not everyone will enjoy anything, but it, 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 it spreads i think wide in terms of yeah. like satisfaction for for audiences and and you know the first one's such a classic and i i don't know that you know i don't know where i where i sit on this because i'm it's it's almost impossible for me to be like oh yeah and this follow up is you know better or as good as the original but i was sitting and i was thinking about it i was like you know this really was we talked about this a little bit outside the theater i was like th- this really was like all of tom cruise it was sort of the ultimate Tom Cruise vehicle to me because it was Top Gun, which is his like most famous single property, sort of launched right. him into what he is now. Meets Mission Impossible, which will yeah. always be his franchise. When he when he dies after forty five of <laughs> yes. those, that'll be his franchise. <laughs> right. And it was the impossible mission for the Top Gun pilots is what this movie was. Like if you put it simply, which is kind of shocking that it. it went that direction in the movie. When you're watching sure. it, you're like, oh, they're yeah. doing a full. It's not. I mean, the original Top Gun was about training, and yeah. at the it's very the end, end you have a you know a f- what five to ten minute segment of okay, the climax is is a yeah. real fight, but it that's not what the movie is, and this movie very much was like you say the impossible mission. What a crazy thing that they did that, um, and it just feels it so autobiographical right. <laughs> for Tom Cruise yeah. because Top Gun was the movie that started his whole series of unconnected movies of being the best, yeah. right? Which is what Tom Cruise is in life anyway, yeah. from all we can, we can all tell. And then Mission Impossible, again, is like never stopping, right? It's Again, it's all kind of built into the same mentality he seems to have, um, however you feel about him. And so I just, the line that, you know, Maverick, you got that look, I don't like that look, and he's like, it's the only one I got. Mm. It felt so appropriate mm-hmm. to Tom Cruise just being like, hey, man, this is me. Like, I go 100. I have no other speed. Yeah, what do you want me to I'm do? I'm sort of unapologetic about yeah. it. I don't know. It just, it hit a bunch of chords for me. Yeah. Um, it was very satisfying. It was very entertaining. The action was great. The comedy was great. All the characters were great. I like Miles Teller. Um, I could go on and on. I know I'm getting into a rambling mess no, now. But I, uh, the last thing I'll say is just that um, Jess was the only one. She enjoyed it, but she wasn't over the moon about mm-hmm. it. And she brought that up when I was talking to her family about it. And the level of shame <laughs> that they all gave her. Oh, Jess. Like, I'm, when, when I say that, like, her, I think her feelings were genuinely hurt. Like, people were like, get They the were fuck like, out. you're wrong. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of the room. And, like, and countering oh, no. her points, which, of course, are subjective. But, like, countering her points. But anyway, yeah. the, other, the, only, the only other thing I'll say is um, also the, um, visually, you know, the original oh, yeah. Top Gun was incredible because yes. like you had never seen anything like that it took God fighting time. to like another yeah. level and finish. But like th- the limitations then are no longer. And t- to have right. these incredible, clear, beautiful shots of them sitting in their cockpits with the scenery around them outside the cockpit. You know what I mean? Like it's just real. Ch- I don't it's know. Just, just real. the angles yeah. and everything they, they could show you. It was just amazing to look at. Yeah. I mean, like truly amazing. Um, right. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, I mean, 
I don't know. Maybe you don't like movies, so, but it's just well. Such the fun a part pleasure. is, I want to see it again. I've just seen it the one time with you guys, and um, me too. So bad. Uh, it sounds like it's going back into IMAX screens uh, any day now, and I oh, I haven't great. looked at all the LA screens, but I really do want to see it in IMAX uh, one of these well, days. Let me soon. know, man, because I, I yeah. it's a, that's top of my list. Yeah, the, uh, the and I haven't gone back. The couple to see of tidbits I have about it that I noted is that it ha- it I, as far as I know, it has the smallest week to week decline for a you know a hundred million dollar movie uh, of all time meaning wow yeah, it held wow. held uh you know that second weekend uh, more than any movie ever um and it just was so great the val kilmer stuff is great spoiler he is in it um and um but uh it's just so well done and everything you know it just felt great for what Val Kilmer <laughs> has, right. has dealt with uh, yeah. recently. Sure. Um, so, yeah. And again, it, it reflected real life in that way as well. Yes. I mean, it was just like, you know, it was I mean? like, like a, a real scene. Part of the emotion from it was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like, it's also these people. It is these characters, but mm-hmm. it's like a mirror. Anyway. Loved it. Yeah. Um, did you see Jurassic World Dominion yet? I haven't. Uh, this is one of many that I'm behind on that and Lightyear. Yeah, um, I, I made it to Lightyear. Elvis last night late, and I, um, I only did it because I was like, if I don't see something yeah. this weekend, I, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, I want to go to Top Gun again. I don't Absolutely. Know, you know, well, I'm gonna catch this up. week, uh, as soon as I start testing negative, um, I think I'm gonna I'm going to uh, make it to these. Uh, but Jurassic World Dominion, I'm not going to get into it since you haven't seen it. But I hate Colin Trevorrow, who directed this and who directed the first yeah. one. Um, and he's directed some other stuff. But did stuff. you hate the first Jurassic World? Remind yeah. me how you felt. Um, I, I did. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I, I was just like eh, lukewarm it, on it. It is like, currently, I think it's my least favorite of all of So there are six Jurassic Park movies, basically. And I think I'd put Jurassic World at the at dead you last. And I've watched Actually, Jurassic Park 3 recently, and I know how bad it is, and I know how it doesn't hold up. But for some reason to me, Jurassic World is worse. And Jurassic Jurassic Park three, I don't know why either, but Jurassic Park three is still entertaining and fun. Yeah. Jurassic Park three is the TV movie from the Jurassic yeah. Park series. That's how I've always it, felt about it's, it. It's a, this weird kind of very smaller bad rehash script. of the first and one. It's yeah. poor, but it is also uh, what's his face that did um, talking in his dream. <laughs> what's his face that did Rocketeer? Uh, God damn it! You remember his name? What's that director's uh, that, name? That director? Uh, um, Joe. Joe uh, something. He did American uh, Captain America. Captain America. Too. Fuck, oh, God, I forget I his name. I, I have Joe to something. <laughs> um, he, uh, I think he's a competent, uh, if not very good, uh, director of like these genre things. But um, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, he is. You're right. But Colin Trevorrow isn't. That's why I just I give Jurassic Park three more credit. Jurassic World is just a fucking mess. It's insulting to the audience. It's super insulting to the audience. And then you have Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom, which has problems, and by and large, most people didn't like, but I liked it. I liked J. it. J.A. Bayona, yeah. who directed it, is a very good visual director, and it's just far more watchable to me. And they did something new, man. I mean, honestly, they, 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 it was, it was like different. A, yeah. almost like a haunted house version. You know, like, well, it was like, hey, here's my, my couple of sentence take on Jurassic World Dominion. I really liked it. Um, a lot of people are hating on it in, from a lot of different angles. I think that I would put it num- I'd, I'd put it above Fallen Kingdom. Like I, you know, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, or excuse me, Jurassic Lost World, yeah. and then right. and then this movie would probably be the third one. And I think it's purely okay. because the concept. It's not like particularly well written, but it's not as insulting as the other ones. I think it. I think it holds up. Um, 
Colin Trevorrow doesn't do as bad of a job as his other bad movies. Sure, um, sure. And uh, the CGI, I would say, is significantly better in this than the other ones. Like the Jurassic World, there's so much shitty CG, and you just watch it and you're like, okay, there are no practical dinosaurs in this whole movie. This movie's got many more practical dinosaurs, and it just feels okay, well, that's it feels great. good. I don't know. It just feels good. And it, and by the way, you have to come into Jurassic World Dominion with the same idea as what we're talking about with Top Gun. It's more of a Mission Impossible action movie than it is a Jurassic gotcha. Park movie. And right, right. Um, they're all over the world, and it's just like it's different. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. Um, well, that's, that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm curious to see how the uh, the old legends do coming back. Obviously, a lot of times you shoehorn that stuff in; it doesn't work. But um, but uh, but I'm curious. Yeah. And I will say that uh, no matter how this movie is, I will always remember going to uh, the Fast and the Furious ninth movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> F nine, and F9. Them starting with just like no narration, no dialogue, just showing us like five full minutes of. I guess the beginning of Jurassic World. I still haven't seen it. Uh, right. or Fallen Kingdom or whatever, like, or whatever this is. Is this? And yeah, being like, um, yeah, is this part of Fast and the Furious? Because it could have been. Are there they could have started with dinosaurs. Like that. Would, I wouldn't put that. They've been to space. And then the other thing I'll say is um, I saw this week um, Sam Neill talking about somebody asked him, you know, when's the last time you saw the original Jurassic Park? And he said, honestly, the, I've seen pieces, obviously it's on TV and stuff like yeah. that. But the last time I sat down and watched it in its entirety was at the, I think Royal Albert Hall in England when they did the premiere. He said, I sat next to Princess Diana. Whoa. He's like, it was during the first tour. And he's like, and of course I had my son who is 11 years old, just <laughs> eating up with a spoon, the perfect age yeah. on the other side of me. He says, I had my son on one side, Princess Diana on the other side. Amazing. Um, kind of a perfect setting until about halfway through the movie, my son started to silently break wind endlessly <laughs> um and of course it's wafting past me and i'm thinking oh, you know no. princess diana is just gonna think i'm just ripping ass yeah. you know constantly um and he's like but you know she was you know very well brought up obviously very polite and never mentioned it and as he's giving this interview jeff goblin <laughs> leans in at the end and says I-, I love that you're still telling that story this many years later it's so funny he's like i also love that you're still trying to blame that on your son <laughs> and it was just like the perfect jeff very goblin, very cute yeah. <laughs> like very on brand yeah. anyway i wanted to show goblin is the best. however the movie is that's pretty um great, yeah so. watch this and have a good time i just like I, it was just pure fun to me i d- it didn't annoy me uh anyways um, a couple other big movies that were uh, earlier in these last couple of months, The Northman, um, I saw. Yeah. And uh, I didn't love it. It was enjoyable-ish. Uh, it was fine. I, I I go to his movies because I think he's a cool, weird director. And, like, I loved The Lighthouse. And The Lighthouse is fucking batshit insane. And yeah. um, this one's just a little bit more straightforward. I'm not as into that genre, like, of the medieval shit at the same time. It's it's it, he's a great filmmaker, so it's quality. Yeah, that's but what I was gonna say about it too. I just kind of left it, with more of like a meh feeling. I, I was know. ready to be out of it. Um, yeah. Northman, it's like, a little punishing. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It accomplished everything it wanted yeah. to do, and I am the mid- you know, yeah, I'm, you love it. Give yeah. me a medieval story and everything else, but it was just um, it was so brutal and it was so brutal is definitely the word kind yeah. of nonstop that I I really by the end I was kind of uncomfortable and that doesn't normally happen and I kept thinking like. This this makes like 
Conan the Barbarian and stuff that was brutal in like the 80s <laughs> seemed like kids, totally. like kids cartoons on Saturday morning. Like it just was like a different level of, uh, of kind of brutality and nonstop. But honestly, man, I think they set out to do everything they set out yeah. to do right down to the conclusion. I mean, the conclusion is there's, I think this is the most manly movie I've ever yeah. seen. It's, I'm not sure what it says little, about me that I was like, it's a little like on, on the douchebag like, okay. spectrum though. It, it doesn't, it doesn't sure. vibe like this filmmaker, I, I pictured him being such an artist and, and he is, he's, he's an exceptional visual artist, but it just has so much of a, of a kind of douchey energy to it that it, it's hard to escape that. You're just kind of like, you have that sitting in you, you know, throughout. Um, so not, not, it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable, but honestly, man, uh, seriously, an achievement. I don't have anything, um, critically, like in terms of like no, academia, I, to I say don't either. about yeah. it. Um, uh, so, what do you think anyway. of Doctor Strange um, and the multiverse? You know, I I haven't seen oh, Doctor shit. Strange. You know, I know it's, it's on their streaming, streaming yeah. and yeah, it's one of the ones that I was just like, if I'm not going to see something, this is probably the one I'm going to wait and then watch on Disney. And it is available now, but but Jess wants to see it, so we just haven't had time. Totally, to see. it's like two and a half well, hours. Let, let so me know. Like, um, I I really yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, Sam Raimi uh, gets to do a lot of weird shit in it. I I enjoyed sure. it way more than I expected. I I think it's a it's a it's just a fun, weird, different. Um, gotcha. It, well, well, I'll you tell know, you what I did Marvel see movie. that was weird and different yeah. was everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, uh, yeah. I know you saw that one too. We actually haven't talked about this on pod. We've talked about it off. Holy pod, shit! I but, didn't know that. Um, I have to say, an enjoyable movie. I liked it. I think there was a lot of good about it. I did not hate it, but um, people are reacting to this movie. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, as man. If yeah, it's, it's you know the best movie the, ever. The reaction um, is is shocking, and I think that the real question comes down to because I'm not a writer. But I think it comes down to like writing and structure and the things that kind of make up a movie. And, and I think I think for me, what makes a uh, not even a, just a movie, but a TV show or a movie, what makes something really satisfying is when it is very well kind of structured in a way. And the, there's very, you know, I agree. There's I'm very little t- to this. I mean, it, it has a sort of beginning, middle and end, but it very much is just like a big acid trip. Uh, And to me, there's something off-putting about how kind of just wild it is. And I know that's the point. I I get it. Um, But I didn't leave going like, that was amazing. I went going, there are a lot of fun ideas in that. And I like the ideas. I like the wackiness of the directors. But I don't think it's an all-time like, like I don't ever want to watch it again. Sure, you know well, it just you're touching on something. This is the reason I thought of this movie when you mentioned Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, because you're touching on something that I actually talked about years ago uh, with our friend Zach. Um, we had gone to see it was an old Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, it's called Source Code. Do you remember this movie? Oh, sure. Like yeah, the train one, right? Yeah. So, and this is where we're, we're getting into all the multiverse stuff, yeah. which can be really interesting and exciting and opens up new ideas. But I talked about this when um, Marvel finally got to Endgame. Uh-huh. And I was like, God damn, they stuck the landing. Like, uh-huh. I'm not, you know, not a big fan, but holy what shit. What an achievement. Like, to yeah. Have, yeah, spent 10 years and then to actually yeah. wrap it all up this way. Um, and I was like, the only way left to go, it makes sense, is now that we've saved the entire universe is to go to the multiverse. Like, you can't get any yeah. bigger. You can tell smaller stories. But if you're going to continue to build, yep. that's the only way to go is out. But you you run a real risk there because it, unless you can do some kind of 
Thanos level storyline for that too, where it's like all multiverses are under threat. Right. You know what I mean? And we have to we now have to do the same thing, which would just be a rehash anyway. We have to do the same thing, but to save everyone, even more everyone's, you know? Yep. Unless you can do that, it, everything starts to lose there are no stakes, right? Everything starts to lose meaning. Yes. Uh, um, you know, you can make it intimate. You can say, well, this is our reality, so we care about this. You can you can go that route as like a storyteller or writer and be like, this is why this is important. It's, it's kind of the same as, you know, the old Seven Samurai idea where it's like one village of people. Does it matter? No. But once you get to know them, that's their world. But, you know, with Source Code particularly, I remember leaving and Zach was like, oh, that was great. And I was like, dude, none of that shit mattered. Right. It was, you know what I mean? I was like, you got... He died a million times <laughs> to, to survive once. Sure. Like, I, why should I care about the reality that he saved? You know, like, it's kind of like saying, oh, it was, you know, we saved one person from a, from a shooter. I don't want to get too, like, real realistic, but, yeah. and 50 people got killed. Um, so, I don't know, man. I kind of felt that way with everything, everywhere, all at once. And I know, ultimately, she's trying to save all realities, too. But it's a slippery slope, is all I'm saying. And I also find it hilarious that it was the Russo brothers who actually gave that warning to Marvel after making right. Endgame, where they were like, uh, you know, just yeah. be careful, because <laughs> you, know, you can get too big, and you can go, like, go into this round. It's kind of like, yeah. wait, you said that? Um, so anyway, uh, I thought it was fine. The one thing that I really enjoyed about it is how divisive it's been <laughs> again. Um, I know these are the people I see the most, but I'm going to mention Jess's family again. There are people in her family that think this movie is the worst movie ever made. <laughs> and there are people who are like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. And watching them argue about it is one of the joys has been one of the joys. A of person, my last a months. person that says it's the worst movie ever made. I understand more than a person who says it's the best movie ever made. <laughs> Like I just I don't I, I don't I agree, agree with, with either side, but I absolutely sure. understand the sentiment far more. I, I with agree worst with movie you. However, made. the arguments made for worst movie ever made are not as good as the arguments if you're in the room because because at the end of the day, like if somebody's getting joy out of something, they love something, even though I'm going to disagree. No, I'm sure. probably automatically trying to be positive, going to side with them. Well, that's the but, subjective argument as sure, opposed to sure. the kind of more analytical argument. Yeah. So the subjective well, reality of like oh, I love this, it made me feel so good. And it, and it represented my culture or my family or those are all subjective of course, of course. personal things that's not what we're talking about um yeah yeah agreed anyways well here's something that was uh i think we can agree until top gun came out we both thought was going to be the best thing of the year uh, unbearable weight of massive talent <laughs> which i know both of us have seen and and wow 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 I, the same thing about that i could say about top gun for something to have such, promise, but you to be so nervous because this could totally, go wrong. Such a fun and then ride. For it to go right. <laughs> for it to go right on every beat. Again, same as Maverick. How good is the Both ending Mavis. of that movie? <laughs> because Bro, it's been a few the, months the, since I've seen it. But. The level of meta that it gets, and then, uh, but to still, there was a moment where we got to a certain point, and I was like, okay. Now it's going to devolve and be bad. Yes, like there was a hundred percent through where I was 100%. like, okay, there's no way to wrap it up though because I'm, I'm not. This is not me trying to brag or bag on myself. About two thirds of that, under the right circumstances, I could have come up with and played out. Yes. but then it's where it go. The, the, I would have hit a wall and been like, I don't know how to end this thing. You know what I mean? And to wrap it up the way they did, I was <laughs> just so perfect. happy and yeah, so satisfied. So and Nick Cage, like, man, just tip the hat to him. Like he, he's just he knew what to do. A legend he at knew this what part. To do. Yeah, at this point, he's this was perfect for him, and I'm just so happy that it was what I wanted it to be. Yep. And it's just so like enjoyable. a little, it's Seriously a little. Uh, what do you call it? Like lightning in a bottle thing. Hopefully they don't, you know, attempt sure. to make any more in yeah. this universe. There's no formula it's just, for this. It just yeah, works or it does. It's great, and it did this time. And past 
Pascal was great too. Everybody in it was great. Um, yes. It was it was so much fun, and the different ways it went, and kind of how it became one thing and then became another thing, just the whole way through. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. So, well, I recommend for me. Is that a pretty serious? Is that a woodpecker? Uh, no, it's a pretty your, serious. Uh, I guess it was a, some military aircraft, but my whole window pane right next to me just yeah. was going like this. I don't know if anybody else picked that up, but was, I definitely. Did. Was I was wild. like, "You have an earthquake?" No, it was a, it was a some kind of military helicopter. Um, anyway, well, we talk about Nick Cage. In it. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> so um, I want to talk about two other movies I saw in theaters uh, that I really didn't like. Um, so these are more of like warnings. Oh, good. Um, yeah. One was called "We're All Going to the." world's fair it's a very very small indie movie that that no one saw and um it's uh got you know kind of like a brand new lead actor it's a it's this movie looks like it was made for about a hundred bucks and um it's a kind of a horror adjacent movie um but it's just wild to me how different i can feel than critics sometimes and uh, because generally <laughs> I know, I know i'm mean, more yeah. on the side of critics but let me just let me just position this uh i'm gonna click on the rotten tomatoes for we're all going to the world's fair the current critic score is 90 percent. when i see that i generally go okay there's gonna be some quality here i'm gonna go sure, and sure, sure. you know whatever um the audience score is 35 percent um that's quite a sh- a spread you know and yeah i'm those are the ones to be nervous about it's kind of like what's what's different here uh and i just don't understand what's going on with critics um but you know it's the kind of thing where it's like this is an hour and a half ish horror movie that could be 20 minutes um i don't know didn't like it um the other one that is much more of a studio movie was men did you see men yet the alex garland movie no, the 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 trailer and people were saying, "Oh, revolutionary, going to be the you know greatest horror movie, whatever ever." And I just the trailer just you know how I am with horror. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, it really has to be something that to see it in the theater. I really have to, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? No, like, I, it is one that I will watch at some point. But those are always back burner movies for me. I just well, let's don't care. Let's about look horror. at the scores for this one. Men currently has sixty nine percent from critics and forty percent from audiences. Um, that is about right. It is not great. Um, there are elements of it that are great. Alex Garland is a is a great filmmaker. I love Ex Machina. I loved the Devs show. I really liked uh, Annihilation, even though he didn't. That's not his source material. Um, right. I, right, right. That book is really good. I read the book and then and then really liked the movie. Um, this is written and directed by him, and it is just like pounding you over the head with metaphor. In a, That's what in I was going to say. Do you uh, feel like the allegory was just super on the nose? Because just watching the it's, trailer, it's so, I was it's like, so I get on it. the nose okay. that it's insulting. It. And right. uh, by the end of it, Laurie and I, <laughs> Laurie, she was like, I think worried that I loved it because she walked out and she's like, oh, oh no. did you oh, no. like that? And I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> um, isn't, it, isn't it wonderful how movies can bring us together even when we hate something? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. That moment just made me happy that you guys both <laughs> were like, fuck I that. think she like, was very worried. Um, yeah. and, and again, there are elements of good in it. Jesse Buckley, who's the star, I'm a huge fan of. She's yeah, an outstanding she's actor. Love her. Um, and uh, Rory Kinnear, who plays Tanner in all the Bond movies, is the lead I know. guy. <laughs> it's all I've seen. And, I love him in all the uh, I don't know. I just, it's not good. It's not good. Um, anyways, 
I'm digressing here, but do you think Tanner will come back or any of the group will come back when they reboot and have a different bond? You know, usually there's some overlap. I'd like to see Tanner come it back. It makes yeah. the timeline never quite work, but it's also one of the I cool think, things I about think Bond. Bringing where... back Rafe and uh, and and this guy Rory as Tanner would make sense. Like you don't need to it, not do that. Um, yeah, and it's just care. the same yeah. as having uh, Dame Judi Dench be the sure. new yeah. M for one, and then the starting M when you reboot Bond for the other. It works. Like why not? There's no rules. So I think anyway, you could sorry, maybe. I think you could maybe recap. Q the the young kid that played Q was a little bit of the Craig ilk and I yeah. I would I would be okay yeah. with giving it to someone I never a little, loved him with a like little more actor. personality you know sure, um, sure. like but, John Cleese bring back <laughs> John Cleese yeah, just bring him back bring <laughs> yeah, back an a, or a, a an AI uh, <laughs> representation of uh, Desmond Llewellyn Lew- oh my god um, yeah. That way they can screw him out. Of, then they screw him out of money for years. Now they can screw like his family <laughs> out of the royalties. And yeah, it's funny. Anyway. Um, anyway. So let's talk about a couple of movies that are more just streaming movies. Um, I'd like to yeah, talk. That's what's going to fill most of my list. Sure. But. And I've got a bunch of these. Um, I'd like to talk to you about Hustle. Man, you told me about this and you were like, hey, I'm not as big a sports fan as you, but I left. I really, really liked it. I really liked Hustle. Okay, good. I, I remember you saying the only way I could think you might not like it is maybe you are like, oh, bullshit. That's not how things yeah. work. Because you were like, I might not know that. This right? is like, the question that I've had written that. down for like a month but is, does it that, feel no. authentic? The long totally. game sequences? Look, I, does it feel like an unrealistic Hollywood version of basketball? No, or no. is it real? It, it, it felt very realistic cool. in the in the process. Now, obviously, things are going to be a little over the top because sure. you've got to find this phenomenon. Yeah. So it's like finding a LeBron James or a Michael, you know, whatever. Right. Um, um, Adam would probably be able to call bullshit even more than me because he's more on the inside. Right. Um, longtime listener and friend inside of the podcast. Baseball. Um, however, for me, and I know that world, you know, and this is, a, I've watched a ton of sports movies. Sure. It, it immediately kind of jumped up into that, um, that right below like the all time classics, which is about as high as you can expect sure. anything to be. Yeah, like yeah. I've got like my list of like seven sports films that are better than anything. It's, it's right there below those. It was super enjoyable. I thought Sandler did a great job, um, yeah. in this, you know, more dramatic role. He was still funny. It's perfect for um, him. Yeah. Wancho is, uh, the, the, the guy who plays mm-hmm. the phenom that he finds used to play for the Denver Nuggets. So I've actually oh. weirdly followed him as a non star of the NBA. I followed him longer. Oh. You know, just because of that, just because of the Nuggets and Adam's connection. And I, you know, he just kind of one of my favorite sort of off the bench guys, you know, like substitute guys. Um, So that was kind of cool. Yeah, just super enjoyable. And here's here's one thing I'll say that's really, really funny. My buddy Jason uh, Walston, who I love, but is uh, much more cynical than I am just by nature. But also just like sentimentality doesn't work on him the same way. You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of a sap. I acknowledge that. Um, he, he, I think he busted out laughing once when I told him that I had cried at Rocky. You're, you're not <laughs> a sap. He's just land. a robot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. I'll take that. But he actually said something that cracked me up, man. I was he was like, do you watch hustle? And he was talking shit about all the, uh, athletes cameos and he's right. Oh, There's okay. a ton of them, but you know, they're just I what they are. But that that, that yep. didn't affect me at all. Sure. Um, but then I, then I was like, I really like that movie. And he said, Patrick, <laughs> he said, you're you're a male who plays basketball, who likes sports movies, and and was born between the years of 1980 and 1980. He's like, there's an algorithm that spit this movie out, and you are the target. Yeah. You're in the tar- bullseye of the target audience, which 
I could only laugh about because he's 100% correct. Yeah, right. But it doesn't change how I felt about it. However, I told my mom that, and my mom was like, what does that say about me? I loved that movie. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, there you go. Like, she really liked oh, it. Oh, it's Jess so really wonderful. Liked it. A lot of people have enjoyed it. So, fun well, I'm movie, glad man. Diane Check liked it. I, I do wonder about people that are not uh, into into sports. Like, am I, am I alone? I just think that you, you were saying it's right below, like, all-timer sports movies. I mean, it, it takes from Rocky because it is in the same town sure. and, it, and it has sure. that energy and they're clearly playing a paying homage to it in many ways. And they're underdogs, all underdog but stories like, of the Rocky story. I would say that if Rocky didn't exist, let's say for a second, um, that the the reverence that we have for Rocky is only after much time, you sure, know, sure. and decades of, of love and appreciation. I feel like this has that same ability and energy. I I do think that I I would call it a a modern version that I can't say won't occupy the same kind of quality level in my head years down the road. Um, It felt very modern and fresh, and uh, I loved the cast of this movie. Like, Queen Latifah is perfect in it. Like, I haven't seen her in anything in so long, and you forget how good she is. Um, and, uh, and the daughter and, and just all these people. And, and I guess the, 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 the guy, what's his name? Uh, the, the, uh, basketball player, oh, Wancho, Wancho, yeah. Wancho is not like, <laughs> he's not a good actor. So yes. what do you do? Um, I, that yeah. didn't rub oh, yeah. me at all. Like I was aware of it, but it was like, well, but he's also, you know, and a foreign kid and quiet. In, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in the story of the reasons. movie, I was like, eh, that. It feels okay. It doesn't yeah, feel yeah, wrong. Yeah, it felt authentic. I think a it lot of people authentic. are bagging on how how he just wasn't a good like maybe choice or something. And I I'm mean, like, honestly, I don't know how LeBron you get James much is one of the most charismatic guys that yeah. there is. And I still, when I watch him in movies, it's a little cringy. <laughs> well, you course. know what I mean? Like people are just like, oh, he's so oh, good. He's got this guy was I'm far like, yeah, better. He's also an actor. Yeah, <laughs> than LeBron. Like, he's and, also not an actor. Yeah, it's that great Gary Oldman clip, right? Where he's like talking shit about athletes trying to be actors and he's like you think i try to dunk a basketball <laughs> just because i've trained for three weeks uh, that is that ever. is really funny yeah um anyway. okay um, we yeah, can i'm move glad on you liked that, it man i really I enjoyed it. it as well yeah. yeah um did you watch uh chippendale rescue rangers <laughs> of course of course we did <laughs> how fun uh, could, okay firstly believe what a fun ride it was. that movie is crazy that it exists one and then two Almost at okay, so uh, at no point in that movie did I laugh from dialogue. Okay, <laughs> there is absolutely nothing funny about the writing of that movie. <laughs> sure, it is straightforward and it is, you know, cute. Right, the comedy of that movie is in the meta production design yep. and styling yep. of the movie. Full stop. Well, they're different kinds of animation for half the um, movie. It One is CG. Or, the, yeah, the yeah. concepts in the movie are what is funny. Um, and I don't know where that lands because it's like it was built for us because kids today don't really know. I mean, yep. they're yep. this is this is a movie I for us. They like go to the valley. It's all seedy and shit. And you're like, <laughs> you're, you're, and it's the uncanny valley, which is a fucking great gag. Yeah, yeah. Um, it had a little touch. I'm not saying it was as good. It wasn't. But it had a little touch of like, 
um, who framed Roger Rabbit yes. in that way. Yes. Which yes. is like an all-time And it has references classic. to that. It has references to virtually everything that's ever happened in the universe. <laughs> sure. Um, sure. There are more references. That, that movie was everything everywhere It honestly once. was. Yeah. These two movies are very similar. Um, so funny. But I did enjoy it, and I think if you grew up watching Rescue Rangers, you're a little bit older. I don't... Did you watch yeah. that growing up? I did, yeah. Um, okay. So, I mean, at least for I, I, in my mind, it was something one yeah. of the regular lineup of Saturday morning, okay. you know, cartoons, right, and I, and I just remember enjoying, it it, enjoying kind of. Yeah. They were just straightforward adventures, you know, for yeah. as a kid, which was fun. But now knowing that they, <laughs> now knowing that they deliberately dressed the two or costumed them as Indiana Jones <laughs> and Magnum PI, again, that's just one of those things. Under <laughs> the, you know, it doesn't matter. Again, but those are the so hilarious concepts in that movie. They're not so great. They're, yeah. Um, anyways, so speaking of also animation, uh, only a couple of days ago, Beavis and Butthead do the universe came out. <laughs> I saw that um, came out. Did you see it? I watched it. I watched it immediately because I, I truly love Beavis and Butthead, but it's just like, it's not part of our social yeah. culture anymore. It came and went. It's Unlike, so you know, old like now. It's, you know, South most Park. kids today weren't even born when it was around. But man, it had its moment. I mean, it was like, it really did. It was the thing that scared parents for a long time. <laughs> it was the one. Mike Judge your kids watch is that. such a great kind of storyteller and he just never misses in my mind. Like everything he's ever done is, is, per- is kind of like perfect in the way that you can't judge like an abstract piece of art. You don't go like, eh, sure. this isn't it, it. It's essential. It's perfect. Every single thing he's ever done is perfect. And you might not be into it, but um, he's also so good at just like super, super simple dialogue. And I don't even yeah, know that sure. he wrote this, but he's obviously the, the father of this, this thing. Um, it's great, man. Watch it. Please watch it. I'll check it out. It's the way the direction that they take it is just so satisfying. And I uh, mean, I still remember watching the original <laughs> Beavis and Butthead Do America movie sure. uh, with my buddy growing up, my buddy Graham Wooten, when we were like 12, yeah, 13. Yeah. Um, it came out in 97. Just, so Yeah, laughing as hard. Yeah, 13. So yeah. laughing as hard as, uh, you know, yes. just ready to just piss myself, just convulsing Dude, laughing. Yes. I mean, of course, I was... 12, 13, but yeah, um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely down. I'll check it out. Um, it, it's on the list. Um, list. I watched a couple of days ago, a great, uh, horror kind of psychological thriller called watcher. And it's a bummer because mm. watcher is, uh, what did I watch it on? I watched it on video on demand. I think, um, watcher is a relatively new movie. I think it was in theaters a few months ago. And, um, it's just a very small movie and it, uh, is just it suffers from the thing of like that Netflix joke, the woman in the window across the street who sure. lived blah blah, sure. blah 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 blah. Yeah. It's just about a person looking in from across the street at another person. Like that's what the whole movie is, and so you kind of are are, are immediately fatigued by the concept, and so you're mm. just like, okay, why do I give a shit about this? But it's more in the vein of repulsion, in that it's about a girl okay. who's kind of alone in her apartment. And she's slowly kind of going crazy from these outside, you know, kind of things. Um, But by the end, it's incredibly satisfying. It's very good quality. And it doesn't, it's not really until the end that I felt like that they had a very solid vision for it. Um, But it's also hard to like separate it from just every other psychological, you know, thrill it like you have the night house and you have all these fucking movies about a woman going crazy alone inside a house. And, and, you know, what does it say about our culture and, and, and all of this, that these women are just kind of going mad on their own. I I don't know. Sure. 
but um, well, I, I, I was going to say when you brought that up, good. this yeah. is separate from the mental illness aspect or whatever you want to call that yeah. part of it, but just the voyeurism part of it. I mean, yeah. that is a concept that has been explored probably as much in cinema as anything, uh, understandably, because you are watching something. Yes. So that was kind of the first sort of, in my mind, first sort of meta idea when Hitchcock did that with Rear Window, where it was like, we're going to watch someone watch something. Yes. You know what I mean? Like be stuck <laughs> and watch. And you're right. Like it, to me, it's an endlessly fascinating topic, which is probably why it's been tapped into so many times. But it is also a every, pretty much every time, including Rear Window for me, kind of a chore to get through. Yes. Because, again, you, you have to kind of commit and yes. you have to be intellectually stimulated on that level of, okay, I know what's going on. I'm watching the watching. Yes. So I don't know. I don't know how, where I land on that stuff. Um, I'd recommend this one, is. though. It, it is it is okay, quality. Cool. It's slow and, you know, methodical and everything, but it, it is solid. Um, sure. And uh, I, I just want to say that I've – there are movies in theaters right now that I haven't seen, like Elvis and The Black Phone and Lightyear. Um, I, I can talk to you about the Elvis. Future, the new, uh, the new um, uh, uh, Cronenberg movie. Yeah, um, yeah. But <laughs> uh, uh, Laurie and I will be seeing Elvis in a few days. Um, did you enjoy it? I did, man. Um, That's I, good. And we'll talk more. I don't want to go too much. No, you yeah. Seen it, but yeah, um, don't but yeah, it. I saw it last <laughs> night, so it's still kind of fresh. Sure. But I'll just say that I, I really thought. You know, it's a fine line between like imitation and acting when you're doing something like this. And mm-hmm. I thought Austin Butler did a great job um, knowing that he is singing and playing instruments right. as well right. in that voice. I really, really thought he he did a great job. I mean, this is a tough, iconic character to mm-hmm. take on. Um, and I, I can't say enough about him. It You know, it's like so many things we've talked about already on this podcast. It is a Baz Luhrmann movie. Yeah. And those kind of either work for you or they don't. I, Moulin Rouge is my all-time favorite musical. I think it's one of the great movies ever made. Um, I really enjoy, for what it is, his version of Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of don't enjoy anything else Baz Luhrmann has done. Uh, and this one has jumped into the Patrick enjoyed it level. It's yeah. not on the level of maybe, you know, like I said, Moulin Rouge sure. or whatever. But I just, um, you know, it is what it is. It is that kind of a vehicle. And... I can't really be mad at anyone if they said, you know, it's too much for me in the yeah. Baz Luhrmann. But I think even if that were the case, I think you will leave being like, wow, Austin Butler really, you know, like he did a great job. And also, I mean, the good news about a movie like this is I don't know if you're a fan of Elvis. I mean, I, I really am. Um, but having having so many incredible songs to to have that in your sandbox to play with, to carry you through this sort of you know, Baz Luhrmann montage kind of MTV sort of movie um, is really helpful. Having that as the thread and the through line, similar to Helen Moulin Rouge used pop songs as the poetry sure. of this poet, you know, um, it just, it, it's, it's a great help, I think, to get, to get that thing made. Um, but check it out and then let me know what you think. Um, it's tough, man. I don't man. know if you have any others. I've got a bunch, but sorry, you, no, no. Yeah, I will. I will let you uh, talk about some movies here. I just want to say about Elvis that I think that's what's going into this is that I don't have any love for Elvis. I, Lori sure. Lori is incredibly connected to Elvis. Her family grew up like they, they have Elvis stuff all right, over their right. house. She's got Elvis yeah. stuff. Yes. And I went to Graceland. Um, so I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't have any. Um, yeah. But that's, uh, that's fair. So I think but going into it. Recognize like in the way that Marilyn Monroe, you can recognize that this is the king of rock, you know, the kind of that, that thing. I think you will, I think you'll be connected to that in the sense of, oh, this is a one of one. This is the guy who, you know, there's no Beatles without Elvis. There's no, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of, he's the guy. However you feel about Um, him. Yeah. Um, 
So, um, yeah, the actually the uh, only other uh, I'm going to let you go here, but the only other movie thing I wanted to mention uh, or two quick things is that I saw Vanilla Sky for the first time ever. <laughs> and what? Um, yeah, I I how did you never see Vanilla never, Sky? I missed it. Yeah, when it came out, and I know it's based on what a Mexican film. Um, but uh, yeah, but, open your eyes. But yeah, Van- which is a better better by the way. I've heard open that. But Vanilla Sky, yeah. I watched with Lori a, a while back, and I. I can't believe I never saw it because it is so my kind of thing. That, that's uh, why I'm reacting this way. And it's Tom Cruise. I, <laughs> it's like- I feel legitimately like I missed out on something that could have become maybe one of my favorite movies. I think it could have been in like my top five, but I genuinely think that now that I've seen it at such an age, yeah, uh, at, yeah, when it wasn't new and fresh. Yeah, at the time it would have blown I your mind. I mean, it would have been. Yeah, yeah I, I can't like say it's an all timer for me, but it. Yeah. Um, but it, dude, it, that run through central, uh, that run through Times it's Square, outstanding, also, time, and it's real. Like, what the? Fuck? It's real. Yeah. Um, that is that legitimately blew my mind. But then the rest of the movie is is just kind of it is what it is. Um, yeah, wonderful. Wonderful. I, I just can't oh, I'm believe. glad you got to see it. I um, enjoyed it. And then the last thing I'll mention is we've moved on to a new movie night category. I kind of mentioned it, but me and my movie watching group, and we're <laughs> so on to heist so films. So yeah. And uh, we watched uh, a couple nights ago Den of Thieves, which I mentioned to you from 2018. Wow, what a mediocre and? movie. <laughs> what a totally <laughs> mediocre movie. Austin was Austin. really talking it up. He yeah. was just like, ah, this is great. Isn't it awesome? And we're like, have you ever seen an action movie before? <laughs> Well, that's what I said. I mean, it's fine because I'm like, wow. He, every every like gun sequence, he was just like, "Isn't this awesome?" And I, I was that's like, amazing. "Well, that's amazing." There are a lot of movies like this that you know are not you know worse than this or or you know. Um, but we also watched Fish Called Wanda, which I had never seen. Um, which is yeah, what like, you think, man? Uh, such a weird movie. It is um, weird. It is strange. It is dark humor. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis sorry. just being bonkers, and and it just it was uh, worth watching because by the end of it, you're like that. I see why that was such a big movie because yeah. you look it up Kevin and you're Klein. like this yeah. really like shook the movie going public and and kevin klein won an oscar for that fucking yep, movie yep. and he and does John so Cleese many and, yeah. weird things in it so many weird like very strange. there's so many weird decisions feels about like a cocaine 80s movie to me i guess that's it is that like at the time we were just giving a pass to a lot of things now that would not be appropriate um yeah and uh, yeah, it's, so it's a weird movie, but uh, anyways, um, that's all so I'm going to say. F- fun, well, fun. I'll, I'll tag onto that because yeah. fun, fun fact about that. I went to a Q and A at the Aero Theater years ago with Jamie Lee Curtis, and they ran Fish Called Wanda, oh, wow. and then she talked in the middle, and then they ran True Lies. Nice. And I was like, well, I'm going to go see. Yeah, this. that's awesome. And it was worth it for nothing else, just because she's just a delight. Yeah, she was just fantastic person, and yeah. her stories, and she's such a normal seeming person. And yeah, told great stories about True Lies, but she said uh, the movie I am most proud of is Fish Called Wanda, and Did it's because really of the role. Say that it, it's. Yeah, she said that, you know, it's a movie where I am, she's like, you don't understand until you've been an actress how, how you know, um, rare it is for the woman to be outsmarting everyone, yeah, to be huh. the person in charge, yeah. to run the whole thing, to be the character that's not getting to Fully, I mean, she's everyone. badass in it, yeah. Yeah, throughout the whole thing. And she's like, and so it's more of a character thing than anything, which I, I never thought about the movie that way because I'm not a big fan of the movie either. Right. But. Years ago, my parents went to that movie with another couple, and my mom still talks about it. She said, I must have had a bad day or something. Everyone was laughing but my mom, my dad, the other couple, to the degree that she got angry at them 
Um, because you know it's dark humor. They're making fun of the guy who's got the stutter. Yep. They're just you're just killing that dude. They're yeah, torturing. It's, it's a very it's, bad, I mean, it's funny, bad taste of movie. She stepped out of the theater and she was like, literally, like she's like, I'm so embarrassed. But she like gave them a lecture. I mean, she became that person where she was Good like, for you. this is not funny. Good for you, and Diane. Inappropriate. And when he like eats all the fish, it. I'm just like, this yeah, is so off-putting and not funny. Yes. Yes. And it's also like kind of terrifying, but I don't think they meant for it to be. I know. It's, he's I torturing this man. He's totally torturing this man. And yep. yet he's also sort of our lead character. <laughs> no one in it is good. Like, I mean, there's just no likable character. I mean, Jamie Lee, it is a to strange some extent, but tone for the movie. It is a strange it's tone. Just so and British it work and weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I would, I would agree with all of that. Yeah. Um, okay. You're not alone, Diane. Anyways, what other movie <laughs> stuff you got? Well, I went and saw some older stuff. You, you went to one of them with me. I'll just rattle these off quickly because in a way I relived oh, my yeah. entire childhood oh, on yeah. the big screen over the last two months. Um, <laughs> went and, we went and saw Star Wars and Westwood yeah, on we the did. big screen. It was awesome. It was a special edition, but it was fun. Um, and then, Why is uh, all our shit in we... front of their screen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That moment that we both leaned at <laughs> each other started laughing <laughs> because the, the I forget what that animal is called. in front of yeah, it's everything crazy. you can see and blocks it all out as if it knows the cameras are. um and then Ch- my buddy chance and i went to the million dollar theater downtown and did the lord of the rings trilogy which i had not done actually in seven eight years i used to do it every year sure um and uh super fun man they ran it really really well because the the grand central market was right next door and they gave us food vouchers and let us bring food in and oh stuff. nice but, yeah um it was it was really fun um and then i also this one was not did not hold up so well which i knew it wouldn't but uh the gi joe movie Oh, which, God. Uh, it's called G.I. Joe the movie, which came out in 87. And I, at some point, I rented so many times consecutively from Blockbuster that uh-huh. my mom tried to negotiate buying that. <laughs> there was a point where this movie was as important to me as, as, as Star Wars, anything. you know, because yeah. G.I. Joe, the action figures were like what I had. Sure. Um, and I, look, I knew this is not a movie that's going to have stuff for the adults, too. It's just purely, you know, this is for five, six, seven year olds. But it was on the big screen. It was a fathom event. I went. I was like, I'm just going because when else is going to be on the big screen? Uh, and it was me and like maybe seven other people that were about my age yeah. uh by them all by themselves one dude tried to keep cheering and clapping yeah. it was uncomfortable because no one was really doing that um but it was fun and you know the funniest part about it was as sort of as long as it got it was kind of like okay well we're getting through this but i still remembered you know those core memories that are imprinted on you i there were lines that i had before they came up there were music cues that i remembered it was kind of bizarre how much of it was just locked into my brain yeah. the the opening theme song which yeah. is different than the show came right back to me so it, it was a fun experience doing that um i finally got to uh amy los angelance which we <laughs> talked about awesome um, what'd you think and 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 same as you man i really enjoyed it i i um i just thought it was a good movie you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's this incredible thing, but I just thought no. it was a good, well-paced movie. The the, the, the beginning, the first thirty minutes of it, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get into this or not. But then it started rolling and just kept going. And um, this is the I thing with Michael Bay: if he can just up. make movies like this that are coherent, that I, I dare say, like original. You know, so sure. it's not yeah. original. This is based on a another movie and blah blah blah. But I just mean like. This is like a standalone property. If he can just make sure. fun action movies where they don't have absolutely disgusting or un- insufferable dialogue, you know, just it doesn't have to be a masterpiece. It can just be because yeah. his timing yeah. and his direction of action and his sensibility and even his sense of humor, which sometimes is off color, is right. right. 
is just so satisfying sometimes. Yeah, I just no, want he's a him technical to, whiz. I just want him yeah. to keep making shit like this. Um, this is why Spielberg took him as like his protege, right? Because it was like technically, right. I mean, like we make fun of his style now only because he did it so well that it became yeah. the imprint. We can it's make the same fun as, of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all the bad versions of. Spielberg so what's and Lucas funny movies. is that we're doing these heist movies, and we, you know, uh-huh. we made this long yeah. list of heist movies, and not on that list was Ambulance because it it's so new. Like no one was even thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. And then we watched den of thieves and I was just like, this is like a fucking subpar ambulance. And I was, and then I, and then <laughs> yeah, I was den like, and everyone yeah, was like, worse. Oh yeah. And I was like, wait, has anyone here seen ambulance? There's eight of us and no one has seen ambulance. Uh, and I'm like, we're watching yeah, ambulance. So I added it to our list. Yeah. Good. Um, good, yeah. good. Anyways. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's like I said, it was a fun ride. And, and you know, obviously this movie is, shares almost no DNA to Reservoir Dogs, but conceptually, it is a heist movie where you see the lead up and then all aftermath of the yes. heist. You know what I mean? Like yes. it is one of those ones where I, I kept waiting for the big bank scene and I liked how they did it where, you know, someone strolls in, spoiler alert. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. As it's kind of concluding. It was just yeah, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was very clever. Um as far as streaming stuff, did you yeah. watch Senior Year? No, I don't know what that did is. Did you see that movie? So um it's uh God, what's her name? She's in the all of the Tone Ranger movies, the uh, Pitch Perfect. Oh, and... uh, Anna Kendrick. No, no, it's oh. the it's the blonde Someone one. Else. She's lost a bunch of weight. I don't hang on. Uh, oh, um, should have done this earlier. Uh, yeah, I forget her name. Okay, gotcha. I know who you're talking about. Rebel uh, Wilson. Rebel Wilson. So it's Rebel Wilson, and this is not a movie that's anything special. But I will just say, if you came through in the the, the decade that we came through, like high school, um, you, me, Jess, we were. It was so enjoyable. The premise is there's a cheerleader and she's head cheerleader and she's just, you know, the shit in like 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, whatever it is. I think it's 2002. Yeah, because it's 20 years later. So 2002. And then she there, ha, takes a fall as a cheerleader, goes in a coma, wakes up 20 years later and thinks it's 2002 and it's 2022. She wants to finish her senior year and all the cool <laughs> shit is no longer the cool shit. Sure. And all the music cues are like the That's music funny. you remember yeah. from that time. Yeah. So it's a funny movie. It's not an incredible movie. It's a funny movie. But then when you add in all of the cultural relevant stuff at that time, kind of that took it to the next yeah. level for me and Jess. We really, really enjoyed that. Hey, that's um, cool. I watched All the Old Knives. Did you watch that movie? No, I not don't, an incredible movie. I don't movie. think I know it's, what that is either. Yeah, Chris Pine. It's a it's a espionage uh, flick. Uh, it's like, but uh, it's a real kind of I think I saw that on the streaming. Yeah, it, it, it's not incredible, but it's a fun watch. You know, if you've got a little bit of time. I'm so hesitant um, about the like random streaming movies. That I get come it. up. I'm I get just it. Like, I and it's not something you have to see either. It's not something that you know, you got to do. I'm skipping I, I it. it on. <laughs> sure, understandable. There's too many things. Uh, we watched Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. I don't know if you I saw don't that know one with that Oh, it's it's uh it's Emma um. Emma Thompson. Okay. Here's the premise. It's Emma Thompson, who is a, you know, however old she is in real life, you know, I'd say maybe mid fifties, maybe, right, yeah. um, who has, I'll just give it to you straight, man. It's, uh, she's, her husband has died. It's been, um, yeah, it's been about two, three years. She's oh. never had an orgasm in her life. Oh, uh, she was brought up religious. She taught like religious studies, I think, or something like that. in, in like a very conservative, like background uh-huh. and grew up in like the, you know, the sixties or fifties and sixties. So she hasn't had those experiences and she hires this young male gigolo okay. to come. Like she wants to check off these boxes, but she's so uncomfortable. And it, 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 honestly, man, it's really good. Like the, just the concepts of like, 
you know, her being so uncomfortable with sexuality, which should be something that everyone, you know, it just has and doesn't sure. have to worry about and everything else. And seeing her struggle through that, it's actually, it was actually very moving. It was very compelling. I mean, is it a it's, drama? Yeah, it's a drama. Okay. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely it's a drama. Comedy. It, okay, it, yeah. it, it sh- it's probably was a play before this. I okay. don't know. I haven't yeah, looked yeah. into it, but it takes place almost completely. It's just set up in these three or four meetings that they I have see. in I the see. hotel room. So these follow-ups and everything else. And it's just both actors do a great job. The kid is really literally in his early 20s. Um, and they're, I don't remember his name, but um, but it is good, man. It's it's a good movie. It's it's an actor, you know, actor's piece, but it's, uh, it's, it's worth checking out. Um some older ones that I watched that I, I just have never gotten around to. Did you ever see Our Souls at Night with uh, Robert Redford and Jane Fonda? No, I don't think I know what that is. They're older. They're both the widower and a widow, and they are friends downtown, and they just start to not really do anything sexually, but they start to sleep together. One comes over to the other's house because they're so lonely, and they're in the twilight years of their lives, and they she like proposes, why don't you come over here? And st-? you know, it's like it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very very Sounds sweet good movie. To me. Uh, worth checking out. Um, I saw Man on Fire, not the Denzel Washington Man on Fire. <laughs> and I just want to mention this quickly. I had no <clears throat> idea that Man on Fire was an adaptation of an 80s movie no way, called really? Man on Fire, starring Scott Glenn, Joe Pesci, Jonathan Price, Brooke Adams, Danny, Danny Aieo. Um, That's so weird. It was bizarre. It, it is the exact same concept. <laughs> Very little different other than the action sequences are all obviously in the Tony Scott version are very hyped up. Um, The ending is a little different. But I stumbled across it on Hulu and I was like, wait a second. And I thought it was just the same title. And I read the, you know, the little write up. Yeah, I got it. And I was like... This is the same movie. Who knew? Yeah, from 15 years earlier. Well, that's so what I had happens. Like new, newer versions of things outshadow the old versions yeah. if they're more significant or whatever. You know, you just never know. Really, um, kind of like man. ambulance. Really ambulance weird. is based on ambulance another movie Angels. called Ambulance. You know, there you go. Um, yeah, it happens a lot. I mean, look, uh, True Lies was uh, based on another French movie. Um, uh, bizarrely, right. there you go. Uh, but also, um, Jess and I watched um, the the tribute to. Um, uh, it's called Dirty Daddy, the the tribute to um uh oh god, who's the comedian from Full House? Oh, um <sighs> yeah, I'm blanking. Um, I'm blanking too. Um hang on, I got it. Uh his name is This is Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Uh yeah, and uh man, re- really worth watching if for no other is reason. Is that a they're... documentary about yeah, him? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh, it's I literally a, a stand-up special where they all get together just as kind of a oh, tribute. I Jim Carrey's on stage. Chris sort of Rock is on stage. Okay, it's, yeah. um, was it good? Was, uh, it, dude, it was, it was very good. It was funny. It was sweet. It was you know moving. I had to write that down. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah, for sure. But, um, but if nothing else, I will just tell you, just getting Jim Carrey on stage because you know, he's effectively retired. Yeah. He, you can just tell. No, he's, he's making better, Sonic better movies. everybody else. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. <laughs> he's not sure. retired. He's making Sonic <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, watched all those and then also cool. saw last one I'll mention. Um, uh, did you ever see a movie called super Bob? No, there's no reason you would have seen this. No, I'm just I don't know what curious is. if by any, for any reason. Um, so the only reason I know about it is it stars Brett Goldstein oh, from 2015. Cool. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of this silly, uh, you know, British film about a guy who gets, I don't know if he gets hit by a meteor or something and becomes a superhero and he's this average Bob. Right. And just kind of how his life goes. It's, it's shot like a, 
documentary where they're following him around with uh-huh. cameras and his problems with women and how you know he's the most average dude, but now he can you know sure. save the world if he needs to. Uh, we really enjoyed it though, man. It, it again, nothing incredible, but um, we only got around to it because it had come up a couple times on the podcast that he uh, that he does that I really like, where I got the movie quiz that we did last week yeah. or last week last, last episode. episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, Super Bob, we enjoyed that one as well. Um, I'm not gonna, there's a ton more movies, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip everything else other than to say that Jess had never seen Deep Impact and we watched Deep Impact. And <laughs> that's that was kind of important. fun. That's kind um, of fun. Yeah, it was important. She really loved it. She was, she was really like, this was good. I was like, yeah. I was like, I think it was a little too early for its time when it came out. It's but, almost um, like the bad movies of, Yesterday are the good movies of today. What yeah, does that say we, about we wanted how Armageddon in '98 today? I don't know, and I don't know what it says about like. Are there any constants in the world? Maybe there aren't. No, um, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, um, that's it for me in movies. I've seen a ton of TV. I think so we I can move on to TV. Yeah. Wait, wait. Well, to yeah. cap off the movies, to yes. cap off the movies, I just want to bring up our our best, uh, clearly our top listener, uh, Kevin <laughs> Netsley. Uh, he added one. He said, "There's one question I'd like you to bring oh, yeah. up on the podcast that you didn't bring." Up I have from not been prepped with this question. By the way, we got a lot of fun feedback. Chance uh, Bostic uh, respo- pretty much texted me as he listened to every answer, <laughs> he answered to every his question. version. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple other people who really enjoyed the list who That's were like, awesome. oh, I'm going to answer these. So anyway, um, but Kevin yeah, said, fun. the one question I would ask is, what is the one movie, the top movie, that if you could watch it again for the first time, you would watch again? Um, that's a super easy one for me because it's in my top three and it's the game. I just think the game is one of, I think it's my favorite movie twist. Full stop. It was great. We both. Um, I think that's my answer. I don't need to think about it anymore. I dig that man. That's, um, I'm actually kind of surprised. I, I mean, guess maybe far, I you far might more. To to, yeah. I was going to say far more than like back to the future, my favorite movie or, uh, even just like Empire, you know, I just don't I, I to me, it's the satisfaction of something being shocking that I would really sure. want sure. to relive again. And I think that I think that the, that's why I try to show people the game that haven't seen the game before. It's great. And it's I've definitely showed it to some people um, as adults, and I am blown away by how not blown away they are i guess it's just like the adult cynicism but i saw it when it came out which was 97 uh, or yeah. 98 and um and so i was 10 so i was like well, i, also I was think, like too young for it yeah you know? well the other thing is movies evolve man and i think stuff that it, you you were surprised by i talk about this a lot hell a lot of things come down to like you said with vanilla sky when you saw it and how much yeah, background you have in seeing movies, right? Yeah. Like how, how what's new and it what, informed what seen how kind of yeah. surprised I was. <laughs> and then the other part is, I think the same thing happens with society as a whole. I think like as we mature as viewers as a whole, this is the reason that an entire society, not one person, thought The Exorcist was real and were throwing up in theaters and thought it was the <laughs> yeah. scariest thing they'd ever seen. Right. And when you watch it now, it's not that it doesn't hold up; it does. Like it's an incredible movie, but it sure. but it doesn't terrify you yeah, the same right. way, right? And I think it's the same as seeing something as a kid versus seeing something as an adult. I think all of society moves that way. And and the yeah. game, I think, when it came out, really did something that it maybe doesn't do as much anymore, even though I still think it's just as good. I mean, I, I love that movie, too. Um, what's um, your answer? I'd like to come up with something more clever. Um, like I said, it's just it, I, I feel like I keep giving the same answers, but that's the, this is just me being honest. Um, going to see Fellowship with my dad mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, I could say things I saw as a kid, but 
being an adult where you can kind of reflect on it uh-huh. and being blown away and being made to feel like a kid. Hey, well, like, wow, I'll let you is... know when I see this so-called fellowship, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know how I feel about like it. This guy times a hundred where you're like, <clears throat> so wow, this has been built up. This is actually a good quick, uh, uh, I have a, I just well, have a clip. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. The only thing that could challenge that would be in any of the movies that we talked about that made us laugh the hardest. Seeing Happy Gilmore for the first oh, time yeah. as a kid again, seeing old school where I was yeah. like convulsing laughing, th- those would be the only things that could challenge it. Hamlet 2 would oh, be a, God, a, a yeah. runner in the running. You know, that's yeah, a, that's a, that would probably be in my top few of movies yeah, to see for the right first there. time. Yeah. Um, so our, um, uh, our good friend of the podcast, yeah, right. Um, our friend Matt Myra over at the Star Trek TNC podcast <laughs> yeah, had a listener. good clip. Yeah, right. Had a good clip the other day related to Lord of the Rings where they're talking about, uh, they always do like this day in Trek. Okay. This episode that we're about to review aired on whatever day. And in this in in this context, uh, one of the Lord of the Rings movies was the top movie at the box office. So that's the context for this clip. But Love let it. me just play it because I've always felt like Matt is a kindred spirit in how he accepts or not accepts this genre of film like Lord of the Rings. Gotcha. Number one movie, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Did you enjoy the Lord of the Rings movies? I watched them all that day. And how did you feel? They are feats of filmmaking, uh, and I think everything is great about them, but does not speak to me in the way it does other people. Yeah, that that feels Can't about argue with that. Uh, that feels about and how I'm going to feel. And that's a respectful way to put it. He's great. But we're he's, still going. He's we're a professional going. podcaster, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, what we strive to be, that's what Matt is. Right. So um, that's funny, and another thing you'll enjoy if you ever tap into the films to be buried with. Brett Goldstein, of course, asks like objectively, you know, what is the best film, which is a movie that I asked you. Uh, Lord of the Rings has come up probably, he's done 200 episodes. It's probably oh, yeah. come up maybe 10 or 12 times oh, as yeah. that movie. Sure. Um, Cause it's just one of those movies that comes up. Yeah. Um, you can feel his eye roll every time it happens. <laughs> he does the same thing. He acknowledges it, but he's a little funnier and meaner, meaner about it where yeah. he's just like, I don't give a fuck. Like they walk, they throw they the ring. Like, same thing. Like he's, and he's not, again, he's a, you know, Star Wars fan. He's like yeah, these sure. other things, but he is uh, one of the non, uh, uh, fantasy, non, okay. uh, maybe Fair not enough, even yeah. fantasy, non Tolkien guys. Yeah. Got um, it. in a funny way. So anyway, um, we should move on to TV. There's been so much TV and, uh, I just want to start with a couple of things that had finales that, you know, we talked about maybe, you yeah. know, way, way Let's back, but, um, a couple of really wonderful shows that had finales. Um, uh, Atlanta finished its season. It was so fucking bizarre and I loved it. Like Alexander Skarsgård was, was in the season playing himself. Um, and it was, were just, they ever in Atlanta during the entire, no, season they were in Europe not? the okay, whole season. Okay. It was just so actually I take that back. There was one episode in Atlanta that was outside of the storyline of the show, Got it, which they um, did sometimes, but, um, it was just a wonderful season. It was so nuts, and I, I really, really, really loved it. Oh, there's an episode where um, Liam Neeson plays himself as, like, a oh, hyper-racist boy. version of himself. <laughs> it was so – there's so oh, many Marty good things in this okay. season. Um, another thing that had a series finale that I just – I have to take a moment and, and honor – is Better Things, one of the best TV shows ever made. Pamela Adlon's show that was originally created by her and Louis C.K. And then Louis, after his cancellation, he got Mm -hmm. dropped as, like, you know, he still has an executive producer credit, but he's not, you know, writing it and, like, kind of co-creating it with her on on an episode-by-episode basis. But Pamela Adlon is really the star and the queen of this show, and 
I just feel like it's not even television. It is, it's, it's so far, it's so far superior than television. It's a show about like a real family in that I'm saying like the, the, the kids in the show that play her kids are not really her kids. They're actors. They're three different actors from three different families. But the way that the show has kind of cultivated the love of of Pamela and then these these girls and how they've grown up as part of the show um, and just how it's represented family and family life and family culture, especially in L.A. and, um, you know, raising young girls and all of these things. It's one of the most beautiful and honest and warm things that's ever been put to screen and uh, I think she totally stuck the landing because it's been what five or six seasons of this show, and um, it's I would say it what I wrote and this I wrote after the episode aired, it may be my favorite piece of art in recent memory, uh, meaning wow. not just media but just you know sure, a, of sure, any yeah. of any art form, and and that's also not something that you can come to by just going and throwing on an episode. That's the culmination of all of the seasons of it. Um, so I just really want to shout out uh, Better Things, one of the greatest things ever made. Um, nice. So some shows that are are have been airing. Did you watch uh, Better Call Saul up until their mid season? Um, like, are you caught up on Better Call Saul? No, man. You may not remember this. Better Call Saul is just one that I never got. Oh, on board fuck! With. You're not even on. I know it's on good, board. But I, I Shit, was man. I was every episode of Breaking Bad as it came out, and that was a big thing yep. for me. But I just have never. And I know it's good, but it's you know there's so many things, and it's just it. one of the ones I get it. that. You please know. please anyway. put it on your on the on the higher end of your list. Like I would argue that uh, I don't want you going and rewatching any old shows sure, sure. <laughs> when there's yeah, yeah, Better yeah, Call yeah. Saul that's available right. to you. Um, please please put it on the list. But it just keeps getting better and better and better. And uh, we're gonna we have a mid season break right now, and then it'll be back in a couple of weeks uh, for the rest of the season. Um, and uh, let's see what else is airing. Um, did you watch any of the My Next Guest Needs No Introduction? The uh, No, I didn't even know there were new ones. There those. are new ones, and here's the reason I bring it up. There are a bunch of interesting ones, but there's a Will Smith episode that was filmed of, before the ah, Oscars. Yes. And it is shocking, shocking okay. the context with which they did an episode before his nutty oh, thing. Now I'm, now I'm all about it. There is, here's what I wrote. There is no peace in this man even in this episode that was filmed before, like he seems like he is genuinely in pain and completely unhinged. And I realize, I realize I'm, I'm placing that that's a, that's a a hindsight, you know, the benefit of hindsight that I'm placing that, but it, I genuinely think that that all comes through in his personality in this episode. It's nuts. His story is quickly becoming one of the saddest stories to me because, I, you know, we both worked at Sony and I can just tell you oh, the yeah. two absolute movie stars who were top, top of everything, top of the heap. Yep. And also always made time if we walked by with the group. Yes. Were always incredible, accommodating, seemed like the nicest people in the world. They were Tom Hanks, who still seems yep. that way. Yep. And Will Smith yep. um, regularly. And I had multiple instances with all oh, of them. Oh, God. Just and, such a gentleman. Yeah. And it's just. You know, it makes me – you shouldn't assign anything. It's one person at the end of the day. Yeah. You shouldn't assign everything to one per- meaning to a single individual, especially an actor. Yeah. Um, but it, make, it just makes me wonder, does anyone really have it figured out at any point? <laughs> and, you know, the crown could crumble under you. Because, yeah. you know, he, he was always very on the record and very upfront and took a risk by saying, like, 
these are the things I think about and these are the things that I've, you know, I've figured out that this is the way, you know what I mean? Yep. And this is what you want to do to be positive in your life and all these things. And I applaud him still for that attempt. But oh, yeah. Clearly things have changed and clearly his um, his blueprint you know, while very worked very, very well, it's clearly not the same blueprint anymore. And he's evolved into something different in his life. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. But I was throwing up red flags for Will Smith the minute that he became a reality star. I mean, right. it, reality stars, we make fun of them for not having the talent and to being an artist and doing something. So then just giving away their privacy right. in, in exchange for money. Right. right. Like, I mean, I'm not saying all these people are bad people, but you know, you can feel however you want. But then that he goes is, on like, to, to do me. King Richard and that feels like what he should be doing. Sure. Um, but this but, whole red table thing, I mean, maybe yeah. it's for his family and maybe he's just accommodating them. That seems maybe like what it is, but it's like, there's no need for you to do this, man. Like right. you are, you know what I'm saying? Like you are a producer, you are an A-list actor. Right. You are, you have proven yourself. There's no reason to take away your own privacy and bring these cameras in. No, by the way, no one asked for it. And yeah. and I, I do yeah. think you could, it could be just part of the hubris of like, you just that's, become so in love with your own legend, right? That you're like, accurate. I need to show people what happens in our private life. And you don't. Um, but anyway, that's enough ranting for me. That makes me sad. I will watch the episode. No, please, sure. please watch even just that one episode because it's, it's interesting. Um, a couple other things that I thought you might dig. I, I haven't even watched the whole season, but I started station 11, which is this show, uh, on God, I don't even know what it's on. <laughs> is it on HBO? Maybe, um, it's from like six months ago, but, um, directed or at least produced by hero Mirai, who, uh, hero is, um, one of the main directors of Atlanta episodes. Um, he's done a lot of great stuff. And uh, Mackenzie Davis is the star who I'm a huge fan of. The Straight. reason I bring it up is it's, it's a post-apocalyptic show with a relatively cool storyline in the second episode. It's a bunch of these like traveling actors in a post-apocalyptic world. And they're, and I don't even know where it's going to go from here, but okay. they are like, <laughs> wandering the countryside and they're trying to keep like live theater alive <laughs> while they're trying <laughs> to survive amazing i'm in yeah Just I, say no I, more. I, I think you might like it wow but, but here's the thing there is a guy that keeps wanting to audition for them and he's just like following them and they keep like shunning him and they finally he finally Bro, like walking over no here. no no and it's not even a comedy i'm saying all this was such like <laughs> laughter it's not a comedy this show it is I, anyways this guy this guy wanders into their camp and they're like oh this guy again and he's like please let me audition for you please let me audition he wants to become part of their acting troupe and as an audition he does because they're like do you have a, a scene prepared and he's like well yeah yeah i yeah I to yeah i totally have a scene he's like totally not prepared and he does the Bill Pullman speech from Independence Day. <laughs> Good morning. And he like fucking in less kills. Less than an hour. He fucking oh my kills. God. Um, I, I just, just want to be in the room for this pitch. I want to watch, be on the, on the watch, story team. Watch the first couple of episodes of Station Eleven and sure, let me know what sure. you think. Um, wow. That also, also on CNN has been a new season of Searching for Italy. The uh, the uh, Stanley Tucci show um, about Boy, food and travel. Stuff. Um, wonderful show. It's just so, so wonderful to watch something with such like heart and reality. And it's just about food and travel and yeah, good people. Sweet. And it just makes you feel really good. So, um, it's please great. watch that. that. Um, 
I also want to mention that um, Picard ended weeks ago. Uh, Picard season two. Did you watch uh, it to the end? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's of course. fucking garbage. It's just hot garbage. And, um, and the <laughs> yeah, only thing bad. that got me through was watching the Red Letter Media episodes after they, right, you right. know, those they fun. would do I've those. And uh, he, <laughs> Mike, definitely, I, I'm going to play, I don't know how much of this I'm going to play, but I'm going to play a little clip. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, fuck, I can't yeah, share screen. Here we go. Um, I've got a little clip, and it's basically Mike talking about. Uh, yeah. I was like, okay, Star Trek Picard season two, I'll watch it. I, I like it. He's Everyone so likes sad. to see a train wreck, right? Everyone likes to see a train wreck. Stand By Me, I don't know why I thought of this, was a movie uh, based on a short story called The Body by Stephen King where four <laughs> young men, coincidentally, Will Wheaton is in that, um, all want to go and try to find a body. You're excited to see the body. Oh, I get to see a body. They say uh, a guy got hit by a train. And his body is next to the tracks. Let's go on an adventure to find this dead body and look at it. I love the it. music, too. And along the way, <laughs> yes, these are so good. they grow, they change. It's a coming-of-age story. And they do see the body, and, and then they all come home, and they've all changed and grown up. And Star Trek Picard is the body to me, <laughs> where I was curious... Uh, fascinated. I didn't and then know after her. Yeah, I know, I know. That's why it's so I realized good. realized the dark side of humanity. 40? Why did you have to die? Oh, my God. <laughs> what was once magical Dude, incredible. to me is no more. And now... I've had my own coming of age, and uh, I, I am I'm a man now. I'm no longer a boy, and I've seen the body. I can't tell you exactly in my metaphor what the deer represents, but uh, I've seen the body, and uh, I'm done. You know it's what? It's just uh, disgusting, and I don't think I can watch he- Star Trek. Any, ever again ever again and you know uh, what? it's it's so devastating because this, this is, is how you, i feel this is this how is why I feel. You, you cannot call me a cynic i am i am i have just have more experience when i am nervous about indiana jones 5 yeah when i am nervous about top gun as well as it turned out <laughs> this is why man you yeah. know what i mean like these are if yeah. you if you care about these things if you are a fan and these things do matter to you maybe more than they should but they you know give your life more meaning and more fun and enjoy and all yeah. these things You've just what you you've seen these things happen enough that you're just that's incredible though that's an incredible clip yeah so in in general with the card ending it's like um, I hated virtually everything about this season and now we're getting yet another season with all of the original cast again that's already been shot so and that's already been shot so it's terrible the the tweet from Gates McFadden though says. Personally, I love the story they wrote for our characters. Hope you will agree. And like, I, at this point, I just can't, how can I have any faith that they're going to give us a good season with all these characters and not totally yeah. destroy them because they've destroyed Picard as a character. What's going to make them not destroy all the rest? And I think the only difference is that all these other characters and, 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 and actors are not old and senile like Patrick Stewart is. They are, right, for the most right. part, still sharp and aware of their characters and how to play yeah. their characters. So yeah. I think that's the only saving grace is that, the, that everyone might still be like on the right 
page with everything. Um, and Patrick Stewart probably won't be, but, um, I mean, we'll see. I don't want to cut you short um, on Picard, but I don't have anything else to say about it, and I am enjoying Strange New Worlds. Yes. Um, I love Strange New Worlds. There have been a couple of episodes that have been kind of lesser than uh, to me, but I'm caught up. But still, um, right? On the whole. I mean, it's... Even this recent one. Did you watch the recent one that was like I've seen the fantasy? The fantasy yeah. episode, you know me. I thought about you immediately. I was like, and I loved oh, it. Now this will I loved okay, it. Good. I was good, like... Yeah. I was like, this is great. I cried at the end. There's a wonderful, that wonderful yeah, end God, scene with that, the daughter yeah. is like it's, outstanding. It's emotional. Um, yes. By and large, the people making that show know how to make a show. And I think it's pretty much as good a Star Trek as you can make now. Yeah. We've been saying um, forever. We're like, this is the Star Trek model that everyone fell in love with originally. Just do it. Just do it. We know yeah. you got to update some stuff, but like, that's the model. At least follow the 100%. model. 100%. And, uh, and I, they're doing it. And it's, and it's great. And it's episodic. And, it's working. and it's working. there's some overarching character stuff, which is what Star Trek always had. And otherwise, it's episodic adventures through space. You know, where you're encountering strange new worlds. a relatively good cast, meaning take away even the writing aspect of it. I just think that the cast and casting of both Picard and Discovery is not good. I don't like the actors. I don't like the characters. I'm bigger Discovery on that one, but yeah, I'm with you. Um, And this one, I pretty much like everyone. And they've given, and I mean, it helps that they're giving everyone their due. You know, but um, well, yeah. it's so fun to see the original ship with like little changes, but still yeah. the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's I don't know. No, it, they're it, doing I'm a just, good job. That's they're the Star Trek job. that I'm enjoying. It's really the only Star Trek I'm enjoying currently. Agreed. Um, but yeah, um, and the last the last uh, Star Trek thing I'll play is just another clip that I I uh, I wanted to uh, share. You remember this one? Hey, that sounds like fun. Ow! Shut up, Will. Stop it, Patrick. You know, I think you should all be nicer to Will Wheaton. The way I treat my colleagues... Wait, what? I said you ought to be nicer to Will Wheaton. You mean Will Wheaton? Yes, Will Wheaton. Why are you saying it like that? Well, I'm just saying you should be nicer to Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton seems like a nice guy. Say wheat. Wheat. Now, say Will Wheaton. 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 Hey, did you hook up with Whoopi Goldberg on the show? All the time. <laughs> Anyways, that's, that's great. a good one. That's really fantastic. Um, I, uh, yeah, I am with you on all of that. And so let's transition because we've talked about uh, Star Trek oh, a little bit. I'm so curious now Star which direction Wars. you're going to go. Okay. To Star Wars. Could have gone Orville. Could have gone Star um, Wars. Okay. Well, no, and or- that's, I guess that's the kind of connective tissue is that that, so I am caught up on the Orville also. Um, I guess we could talk about Orville. That's more Star no, Trek. No, let's obviously. talk about Obi-Wan. Uh, Obi-Wan. <laughs> why, why are you saying what, like what, <laughs> what, what way? Um, so, uh, so firstly, um, the last Star or Star Wars show we had was Book of Boba Fett, which was kind of underwhelming. Like there are elements of that that I liked, but for the most part, did you know that Dean Cundy shot that show? He's like you know famous. I didn't director yeah, of I photography. Know. He shot Back to the Future and right. um, many other things. I just think it's weird that he was the one that shot that because Boba Fett doesn't particularly look that good to me. Yeah. It's kind of so like a yeah, subpar show. Um, anyways. Well, who shot Obi Wan? Um, I don't know, and I think that it it also doesn't look that good. Um, but I like it m- much more than Boba Fett. Um, yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi was just a quick what six episodes. Yeah. Um, you being a strong proponent of let's stop bringing in the old characters. I just don't want them to keep ruining the 
the relationship I have with these characters and just kind of adding to canon for kind of no reason. Yeah. What yeah. did you think about the story that they told? With those things considered yeah. and setting those aside, which I kind of have to do to enjoy things, yes, I try to, do, to enjoy things. With those things set aside, it was a good show. I enjoyed the show. Uh, good, it was entertaining. Yeah. I liked the ride. I did not like Little Leia. Kind of drove me crazy. Um, really, I don't want to. I don't want to bag on um, child actors, but you're I was one of these. Like, yeah, I, I'm, no, <laughs> I'm normally not. I'm normally not. Um, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, ultimately, like you said, it, it's more cramming in extra stuff, which now makes the originals not necessarily make sense in every way. It's not a huge problem, but the whole Vader, when I left you, I was but a learner. Now I'm the master. But you find yeah. out they've come across each other again. They could come across each other multiple times. I think um, it still mostly works. Um, sure. No, no listen, yeah. I, I'm like you said, it's it's shoehorning more canon in. Oh, yeah. And again, it's not as I'll just say it's not as clean. It's not as crisp now. It's not as smooth, right? It's not that it doesn't work. It's not that it can't work. I really enjoy, though, um, you were saying, I don't think the Star Wars, like, it looked particularly incredible. What I'm really enjoying about this stuff, they are bringing back all the old designs from the original movies, but shooting them from different angles. They are shooting them in ways that you never saw. I mean, everything they showed us. Oh, yeah. That is one of the old ships. I'm just like <laughs> underneath the Star Destroyer. Yeah, yes, that's what I was going to yes, say. Yes. Um, showing uh, uh, Vader in the command center of the Star Destroyer, showing him on the bridge, so essentially from above, looking down at those yep. control plates. We saw yep. him pace up and down that bridge so much in Empire yep. Strikes Back. Getting those angles when she bows before him in that room, mm-hmm. I paused it just to look at the fucking space. I mean, yep. it is so. It is. It sounds so juvenile. It's shiny and beautiful and like this incredible. Well, and it's familiar. And I know that's the whole thing is they're trying to give us stuff that's familiar and hope that we love it because it's familiar, but it is. So that part of it's working for me. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, you know, honestly, all things aside, all not needing this meeting. And honestly, I don't think it should have happened. The Obi-Wan and Vader kind of climactic fight um, was a really, I thought, great lightsaber duel i I really enjoyed the duel for its own self kind of in the way that i could say duel of fates is the best duel and not a great movie um so yeah ultimately all over i mean look man i give it a a b you know what i mean like it's not like top star wars for me but it's good and it's i thought it was better than boba fett and my concern as we've talked about before is just that now we've done three shows and the one that made things popular was the new one that where everybody was like oh we've got something here Uh, a totally new kind of mythology within the mythology. And now they've, you know, in season two of Mandalorian, they've brought in characters and now we've done two other shows with older characters and we've got another one on the way. Um, But, but Hey, listen, at least they're doing it well. And I have more confidence in these guys. So Star Wars. Yeah. Here's exactly what I was going to say. The saving grace, or I don't know what the other word is. The, like the silver lining to this whole thing is that this show in my mind did a thousand percent better job of fitting into Canon than the three sequels did. Yeah. Oh my God. So I'm like, okay, by that metric of like, all right, well we've had these three fucking abomination, not abominations, but almost abominations of the continued Skywalker story. I'd call them thoughtless. Thoughtless. Yeah. But like then this show, I'm like, well by that metric, then this show is 
a masterpiece. Yeah, it's you know? only by the metric of the originals that yes. stuff is right. it, it and that's drops what things you're down comparing. because this is I'm yeah, more and this is better to... than the prequels. This is fixing the prequel problems too. Yes. All of yeah. these are trying to fix yeah. the prequel problem. So from that standpoint, sure, you've already wrecked the train. Let's salvage what we can. Yes, build and a new that's train. That's what's and, kind of interesting you know, about yeah. what they're doing is they're Agreed. yeah re- Agreed. rewriting the <laughs> and I, and I don't like hating any of these people. I liked Hayden getting to come back you know i don't uh-huh. i don't like that everybody i know i just threw shade at the leia chick but she's a child like she you know what i mean there's nothing i'm not gonna get online I'm, and try to I'm troll on a, her, ruin her I will, life i will i will die on this hill the character of leia and the actress playing it is like i love it so much i have i have zero ill will towards it i think that this girl is doing the absolute best job and I also think that the character is perfectly written. The only thing that you can kind of pick apart is just that, you know, she's very small and some of the sequences with her are a little stilted and slow because of she's just such a small child. And yeah. she's playing I think a 10-year-old. But this, char- well. this actor has got to be younger than 10. I don't know. I, I don't know. She, I, think she's, I think she's near flawless. And I think that they... Um, they spend a lot of time casting her and coaching her, and uh, this this girl deserves a, a lot of love. So agree um, to disagree on that, but no big deal. And yeah, right. I do think that it's well written and everything's right as far as the story beats. Like everything's right, like beats, laid yeah. out right. Um, sure. And I yeah. liked, honestly, man, I liked the, I liked the, but I thought both spy elements of this were compelling. I thought the sort of rebel spy played by Indira Varma, the one who set off the thermal detonator, she was, good. She was, good. Uh, was yep. good. And I thought that, honestly, the Inquisitor, I don't understand where all the hate's coming from for her other than if oh, it's just racially no, motivated. No, 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 she's, she's great. I, I thought she was agree. fantastic. And I like the no, youngling she... angle, the youngling angle yes. of this person that yeah. then went deep and went inside but became See all the, the things that, are, to, that yeah. are good and to love in this yeah, show? I listen, think I said they're great thematic the elements. All of it works. The only problems I have in this show is the, uh, I shouldn't call it stunt casting because it's really not they're just actors but both kumail who i love and o'shea jackson jr Mm -hmm. are really rough in this show i could have done without both of them i didn't mention kumail yeah i was kind of like what or what are we i think both (laughs) of them are not good too much and i'm sorry kumail um, Uh, because and i like him a lot of fun agreed but no what are we doing here um, and I think they could absolutely write them out if they're going to continue with this show. Um, but yeah, and look, um, they may, they may. Um, but yeah, uh, ultimately all that stuff. Good. Um, I feel like I had something else. Oh, this is real nitpicky. One thing that I, I understand why you had to do it cause you need the big, you know, action beats and everything else. But, um, one thing that kind of bugged me, I know he's not as not old yet. He's still like a younger version of himself being Obi-Wan. Yeah. But, you know, he's not a spring chicken either. Like, I feel like he's transitioning into the Obi-Wan that sure, we first yeah. meet in the originals. He was always so good at outthinking, you know, doing the mind trick, mm-hmm. getting out of stuff without having to spark the lightsaber constantly. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed him, you know, infiltrating to save Leia and chopping them down. And by the way, all of this mission, it it played in well to the help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope, mm-hmm. start of New yeah. Hope. Other yeah. than the fact that she opens by saying, years ago, you served with my father in the Clone Wars, as opposed to, Obi-Wan, it's me. You know, again, these are just narrative things that, that again, they're they're problematic. They're, I'm not saying it ruins everything. It doesn't. I'm being yeah. nitpicky. But I'm saying if you do this, yeah. you know, correctly, you don't have that issue. However, kind of like him not recognizing R2. But um, I, I would have preferred him to 
come up with a mental angle where he just outsmarts people and gets out of situations more than constantly grabbing blasters and shooting people down. I, I thought the action stuff was really good. I just thought Isn't you could have done half of it. such that he has spent the last however many years, were t- 10 years, in hiding on Tatooine and has not used his powers Flexed at his all I get it. Yeah. in that time. And it is implied now that at the end, with the person who shows up at the end... Um, he is going to continue training yeah. in the force. And learn the ways, right. Uh, again, of so that ghosts. he is as sharp as he is in A New Hope when we see him, which is to say he's not exactly sharp, but he's good at the mind tricks and he's okay with a lightsaber. Right. Um, so I don't know. That all tracks to me. That doesn't feel like a, a missed writing opportunity. That all feels like that is how it's written. Um, so I don't know. Um, but, uh, we could talk about the Orville, um, for a couple of minutes. Um, I love the Orville. Yeah, I do too. (laughs) That first episode was kind of, was kind of rough for me because it was so serious and they didn't really do much. And so when it came back, I was just like, Oh, what are, what are we doing here? Coming back in such a like slow fashion, but I've really been proven wrong because now they've had a few episodes of really super wild, fun stuff. That most recent one, of going to uh, yes. Krill yes. is like, what a fucking episode. And the, as relevant thematically the, to the anything. All daughter stuff is like yeah. outstanding. And then uh, just visually and story-wise, how great. And then, the yeah, the voting aspect of it all. And it just uh, really, 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 really wonderful. Yeah, um, and scare tactics and politics. Yeah. I don't even know that I have that much to really say about the Orville at this point, right. other than I'm still okay. really enjoying I'm it. On I'm board. excited yeah. for the rest of the season, and I'm glad they're still going, and it's still, even with liking Stranger Things, How'd you like this? is my favorite Star Trek. <laughs> oh, wait. Play. You gotta hit play. <laughs> oh, my God. This town will not accommodate the numerical totality of our combined mass. <laughs> Laughed out loud. Laughed out loud. Not just at the mustache, the way he presents the line. And also, listen, the historical pub crawl. Yeah. Like, they may have just come up with something. Like, I I, I realize that this is in a simulator, you know, and whatever. But but I I really looked at Jess at that moment and I was like, damn, that would be awesome. Done. Yeah. And I also understood the point of of the captain where, you know, the whole, why are we moving? This is, it's good here. I also related to that. So, multiple levels it worked for me. Multiple levels. Oh, God. What a great show. Anyway, good show. And I loved also that they they have made a a reference to the Force on the Orville. Yes, they did. Talking about May the Force be with you. Click. There you go. Um, Can I ask? Yeah, tell uh, me. Have you uh, been watching The Boys? That was literally my next thing. Um, So I watched the first two episodes. Oh, no. And I just can't do it anymore. Um, And it's not at all because the show is not of the same quality that it always has been. I think you know I was a big booster of this show from the beginning. I was right now. um, I I think the violence got to me, which is weird. Okay, I've I've never understandable. I think I, I I don't know that I've ever shied away from s- severe violence and anything because it's al- I've always been exposed to it, um, and I have no problem with it. Uh, I think it I think for me they crossed a line in kind of tastefulness, which is weird to say. I'm so against nope. censorship, and I'm it's so against uh, all of it. I just it's think so gratuitous that they are 
on another page because I think about the work that has to go into making something. Sure. Like making a scene where two people talk is so much work. Making a scene where someone jumps off a building and explodes or dies in some other totally horrific way. Like the work that goes into making these things to not, and and, I mean, yeah, we have a very big problem with violence in this country. I, I just, I can't, I can't. And so I stopped watching it, but it doesn't take away my desire to hear you say, that it's still great and that it's still smart because it's incredibly smart. It's so smart and so good. And obviously they are very self-aware. It's not like they're doing this in a vacuum where they don't know. Um, I just couldn't watch it anymore. So anyway, so I would say I totally understand that Jess and I have, there hasn't been one episode that we haven't turned to each other and been like, Jesus, this is gross. Like this is too much. So with that acknowledged and set aside, I don't think it's ever been better in terms of where it's getting to sure with what it's touching on and how it factors into like human nature and like what will we do in this situation and how would we, you know, manipulate this and why we, you know, the cynical version of like superheroes and why this would never work and we could never survive and all these things. It's never been better. That said, it is just, I don't know. It is just gratuitous. You know what I mean? To a degree in every episode where it really is like off putting and like you yeah. said, I think taste is the big question. <laughs> but I want to say uh, Anthony, Anthony Starr, I don't know how you say his name, Homelander, yeah. quickly becoming one of like, we're talking like top five villain level of vibes all time, to yeah. me. I mean, the shit he is doing, and I know you have more time in a show than a movie to kind of yeah. work this stuff out. And I know it's always partially the writing, partially the character, but like. I mean, this is the role of this guy's lifetime. They'll this, never this give is, him an Emmy for this. It's just because and it, it is tragic because it is, yeah. he is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I in agree. This. I, I, I leave yeah. every episode having more reverence for this guy in this role. Yeah. I, I mean, he's terrifying mm-hmm. and he is hilarious. Yeah. You know, right. In equal measure. Well, probably let's say 70, 30 right. <laughs> split. But I, I just, when this show ends, I will remember him in the way that I remembered Heath Ledger as the Joker from Dark Knight, and I remembered Anton Shaker from No Country for Old Men. You know sure. what I mean? Like, it, that will be the staying factor, even though I think the show um, it, it stands on its own own two feet. Um, that That's all I've got for the boys, really. But if you can find it, you know, in yourself to <laughs> get through that stuff, maybe, I think maybe, it's worth yeah. it. But I understand also. I, think I, I mean, I understand. That, yeah. And speaking of that, did you catch up on Stranger Things? With yeah, the first I watched half? the whole first half. Um, I binged it, and um, I, the, it, it, you know, I think that was like what seven episodes or six episodes or something. Yeah, and um, seven. The first like three had such good pacing, and I was just so having such a blast, and 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 it was all good. Um, but I think it might be technically the best made show on television. Um, really meaning good. that I think they have the most money is I think what yeah, that means. Probably like that's at this point that I, I don't think it's necessarily that like other shows don't have the quality of like crew or, you know, or creative talent. I think that this show just has so much money. And, uh, so everything that they do, every, every frame of it, every visual effect, every piece of production design, every prop, every thing that happens, I think is about as good as you can possibly get in television and um, 
and it just looks great and it's and the the story they're telling i think is really good yeah um yeah. it goes without saying that the fourth episode where um sam is that her name uh escapes um yes uh what's his face uh, the, uh the Freddy villain. <laughs> yeah there you go i, mean, I forget his name on, what is it real. like his name's something weird like vishnu or something <laughs> yeah he's not, not the mind um, slayer i know that but yeah i forget version. his name but anyways um is incredibly emotional and powerful and i loved it so much um but uh yeah so we have a few more episodes coming uh like in a week or something july like that. 1st yeah uh, and i'm excited i can't wait to see how kind of how it ends i yeah. this show is catnip man for me because i mean totally. it, come on yeah. it's a reference to everything i enjoyed growing up and it's Plus in that the cast is just really good and yeah. like satisfying yeah. there's such wonderful performances yeah. from these kids great ensemble great group um, you want to hang out with them you want them to be your exactly, friends you're exactly. rooting for them um it's a little more horror centric than i than i would be outside of that it's literally like checking every box yes for a I show that i would like to and it is genuinely like horrific like I loved. this show yeah. is not a kid's show this is a horrific my mom had show to bow out in the same way you with... just talked about the boys on episode one when they start just <laughs> yeah. destroying bodies in the way they did it's, it's um, horrific, she was like yeah. i can't do this and i totally get it like yeah. I, I couldn't argue with it and I they they could, did but... have a disclaimer because they they filmed that you know a while ago and they were kind of like with oh, everything you know, going on yeah. yeah but um but yeah really can't um, wait for the end and, and let me just say that um Jess and I got so excited and turned to each other. I don't know if you're aware of this, but, you know, running up that hill became just this, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of got another life now. And um, sure. and it's a great song, so that's good. But I don't know if you, in doing that, we took a deep dive on Kate, is it Kate Bush? Oh, yeah. The writer, singer. Um, and there's a whole other song that she did. And the music video where they acted it on stage is, it's a Western setting. And she is a blood spattered bride named Beatrix Kiddo. Really? And knowing Kill Bill the way yeah. that I do, again, this is one of those things that it doesn't matter that there's this other layer, but knowing that he not only took that name for the bride for mm-hmm. Kill Bill, which you don't need to know, from Kate but then hit it from us as if we knew the <laughs> reference, which none of us did, right? Like seven right. people that saw that would have before right. this and beeped it out and then gave the name later and it was the Blood Spattered Bride. The fact that he lifted that from this and paid homage to it, it just makes me like it more. Kind of um, funny that another one daughter of those... is also in this show, yeah. I know. Um, uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, just, no, that's great. Just well, so Kate, Kate Bush cool is an all-timer, and and, uh, yeah. and I I uh, I've always had her records and and uh, like right. her a lot. Um, hey, are you on Barry still? No, I gave I, up I on Barry a, a, a season or two ago. Do you like whatever's happening in Barry nowadays? Yeah, Barry just had my favorite episode ever. Okay, um, and it's all about like algorithms and deciding whether a show should go. Um, there's a moment, spoiler alert, where literally, you know, the actress girlfriend that he had, who's intolerable. Yeah. I mean, everybody's yeah. unlikable in the show, and but it's okay. I think that's why I stopped watching it. I was just yeah. like, I don't fucking care about any of these well, people. I understand except that. For, except for old, uh, what's his, Henry Winkler is like the only sure. person oh, I like. He's, dude, yeah. he's still phenomenal. But I yeah. understand that, but at the same time... And I also um, don't like Bill Hader as an actor. Like, I like Bill Hader as okay. a comedian and a writer, maybe, I get but I, I don't give a shit about it. Here's why I think it's, in, in all the ways that Tom Tom Cruise, the and I Top hate Gun. Noho Hank. Fucking Here's the reason that I think, like the same way Top Gun is the perfect vehicle for its autobiographical for uh, <laughs> for Tom Tom Cruise, uh, and this is the same thing for Bill Hader. And here's why: he's this incredible cinephile, right? Where right. he knows movies top to bottom, and he wants to be a filmmaker and all this other stuff. And he could tell you the ins and outs of Scorsese. He really the movies that he can talk to you about 
are dark uh, reflections on human nature, you know, in the in the ego and all these other things. And he's the silliest fucking comedian, and he's hysterical as a, just a Saturday Night Live comedian. Right. And in my opinion, he has married those things as only he really could. I, I think it was. Um, uh, it may not work for you, and I get it. And you may not even think that they do work together in the same way that some people might not think the Pierce Brosnan Bond movies work together where they're silly and serious. And I right. think they're the perfect blend. But he's married those things together in a way that um, it was uh, Stanley Kubrick who said, I believe art is successful to the degree that it reflects the artist. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone else – this is appropriate to anyone else other than Bill Hader. Like I, in a way, I feel like Barry is something that only Bill Hader – could have really done or was meant to do. But anyway, all that's beside the point. The only thing I want to talk about in this is there's one episode. His girlfriend has made it. She's done this show. It's phenomenal. It's got a 98 on Rotten Tomatoes. She's, she's finally made it, right? Yeah. On the next day, she's called into the room, <laughs> and the execs there cancel the show okay. in an in-person meeting because the algorithm they have on where something's tracking, not now but where it's headed, tells them it's not going to be good. Right. And they're giving it like this vampire show or something stupid that's got like a 40 on Rotten Tomatoes, but where it's tracking. She's like, do you realize that 80% of the time, if we open with a scene where our characters are drinking coffee and talking about this, people will keep watching. And that's why they're keeping this other show on. There is an algorithm scene in there where she's like pleading and saying, you were there. You saw the audience reaction. We have a 98. You cried. And the exec says, quote, I know. And I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because the algorithm has told her that she's wrong. That is and I can't tell you, Barry, perfect. the show aside, everything else, it was the most magnificent moment in regards to where I feel like we actually are. You know, not even yeah. just like a, a metaphor. Sure. Like, it was incredible. Um, that's all I really want to say about Barry. Um, I finished Winning Time, Rise of the Laker oh, Dynasty, yeah. and sure. I also watched Magic Johnson's own documentary I, I that he made about himself, that. They Call Me Magic. Um, very problematic. Um Winning time has gotten an unusually amount. I, I knew it was, you know, somewhat fiction and, you know, a fictional take on things. But it's got, an, uh, in my opinion, like an unusual amount of backlash in terms of not being accurate on stuff. Oh, is that right? Um, so we'll see kind of how that goes. I, I sort of knew that from the beginning that it was, okay, this is a stretch. But people sure. are saying it's out now. This is false. This is false. This is pure fiction. This no. So hmm. I don't know how to feel about that. But as overall on the show, I enjoyed it. I also binged God's Favorite Idiot. Did you see any of that? Well, I don't know what that is. So it's um, it's Melissa McCarthy. Okay. And her husband. It's his project. It's something sure, he wrote it. years ago, tried to get made as a movie. Um, it's another one that's kind of like a, a, a Ted Lasso, man. It's kind of a feel oh. good. It's it, that they talked about how the intention of making this now is that people felt shitty. They made it during COVID. It's like a six part little series. And it's just kind of this little optimistic. Leslie Bibb is in it. It, it, cool. it all it has all to do with like revelation coming and, you know the mysteries of God and, you know, do we have any hope, that kind of stuff, but in a comedic way. So, um, you know, I would, it's not a high recommend, but if you have, you know, have some time, doesn't take long to get through. Uh, I think it's kind of a heartwarming little thing. And then I know you haven't watched this show, but I just finished all four seasons of the crown, which I've been watching over a long period of time. So I'm now ready for the fifth season. The show is really good. Top to bottom, just out and out, like, you know, in every way, just solid acted well, written well, looks great. Um, I think you could pick probably four episodes from the first three seasons to watch and get just as much out of it. Like if this is your thing and you want this, then all of it is good. Like it, yeah, you, right. you would just want more and it's all done at a high quality, but you can understand where we are and get the idea of the show by watching 
maybe a half dozen episodes and uh-huh. then season four. Everything I was waiting for happens in season four. I really thought we were going to get there sooner. All of the Margaret Thatcher stuff, all of the Princess Diana stuff, and all of the IRA, you know, terrorism stuff all happened in the last season. And I feel like I watched 30 episodes before that, like waiting to get there. Um, But now I'm excited for season five. Um, The only other thing I wanted to mention, unless you got other stuff, is I watched the Inside Inside. um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) With Bo Burnham and... The jeans commercial and the ending, the whole ending part through the credits of like yeah, five minutes. Yeah, there's, there's plenty worth. of good stuff in there just because for me, I also like seeing him do his setups and I, it's sort of a behind the scenes, you know, on inside, but it's also sort of like uh, its own content. Um, I, sure. uh, I did enjoy it, but yes, that ending is very satisfying. The inside cinematic universe is, is very satisfying. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I, yeah. I have no more TV. I don't know if you do, but I, I, I know do we're have a couple long, of so. TV bits. Okay, yeah, we are running long, but we're going to run long. Sorry, do. guys. Um, listen to this in two parts. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I've been watching Miss Marvel, uh, which is the new Marvel show on Disney Plus, and it's clearly for teens, but it is um, very cute. It is not like a huge budget show. It's just kind of small, and it's introducing us to this new character of Miss Marvel. Um, I'll be watching that, but good and, to hear. Um, but it's good. Yeah, she's a she's a, a teenager, so it's a teen show. Um, but she comes from a Pakistani fam- family, and she's very, very, very um, uh, just kind of uh, a, a fun, fun young actress. And I hope that she does get her screen time in the big budget movies. Um, but uh, in in the way that like when they brought in Spider Man, Peter Parker was like this new young kid. He was like sixteen. You know, they can kind of do that with her. Where you she's think the plan young. is to cross her over and bring I, her I in? I think that so. Way? I think so. And I think that as long as you know you play with that kind of youth um, and that she's inexperienced and that she's a superhero that can't yeah. really yeah. do much because she doesn't know what she's doing is, I think, a fun thing. That um, not so much the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but that was the bread and butter for the Marvel when the Marvel comic books were launched. The difference in them in DC right. was Spider-Man. Right. All these characters were having They're teenage like angst. Bumbling That's kind along, of the point. Yeah. It's totally youth, different in yeah. the movies, but that totally. Anyway. Um, it's a it's a beautiful, uh, fun, colorful show. Um, but it is again a, 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 a young adult show. Um, I watched the uh, Judd Apatow documentary on George Carlin. Um, oh, I want to see that. It's, it's very a series, long, right? Well, it's a two episode documentary, so it's just okay. it's really just a really long documentary that they cut into two parts for probably viewing purposes. But um, so it's like you know over well over three hours altogether. I haven't attacked um, it due to the length, but I want to see it. Yeah, I watched the whole thing, and uh, it's good. There, it's basically just a very comprehensive look at George Carlin's life and the different eras of comedy that he occupied. And sure. um, it's definitely worth watching because, of course, he's so incredibly relevant throughout all of these different eras. Um, every era that he, he did comedy in, he kind of reinvented himself and was relevant and then he became irrelevant and then he became relevant again and back and forth and uh, it's also just nice to hear from his uh, daughter and his second wife and people in his life and um, it's it's good Um, the last thing I'll say is that I've I've just binged and almost been almost finished binging a couple of new shows Um, did you ever watch normal people it was like a kind of a sappy British show I did not I know about it I haven't seen it um, it's, um, I say sappy with love. It's a, it's a, um, show based on a Sally Rooney book. And I watched this, you know, whenever it was out a year ago, or actually it was at the beginning of the pandemic. So it's a full two years ago now. 
And Normal People was just one of my favorite things ever. It's a very, very emotional show about a couple of young young people in love, and it follows them through their high school and college experience. And um, the the performances and the writing in it were just so, so, so rich and wonderful that it was one of my all-time favorite shows. Cool. And then this is uh, the next one from the same writer, uh, a book by Sally Rooney again called Conversations with Friends. And... Um, it's also on Hulu, and it is uh, really wonderful as well. It's I would say it's not quite as, I don't know what, um, it, I didn't connect with it quite as much, but I, I also loved it. And so if you're into the highly emotional uh, kind of real-world drama of young people, um, meaning it's not, it's not soap opera-esque, it's more real life. Uh, you know, it feels like real life. Um, it's a very, mm-hmm. very uh, beautiful show. Uh, and then lastly, but certainly not least, I'm almost done with the season. The Sex Pistols show called Pistol. Um, are you aware of it? I know about it, but I haven't watched any. It's directed by Danny Boyle, and he was born to make this show. Danny Boyle is just <laughs> right such a, a fun director, and uh, it is so, so, so good. Um, Lori's a big fan of the Sex Pistols, and she was like raving about the show. So. Uh, she's like, but maybe you won't like it. If you don't like the Sex Pistols, then maybe you won't like it. And I, yeah. you watch it, and you're just like, no, this is fucking outstanding. It's really, I would say, uh, on par with the best things Danny Boyle's ever done. I wouldn't be surprised if he thinks it's the best thing he's ever done, just because visually and storytelling wise, it's yeah. it's unreal. It's such an achievement. Wow. Okay. Um, and so I, I highly recommend it. It's just fun, and it's you know. 70s London or you know all over England they're touring around and it's the forming of the Sex Pistols who I don't really know anything about I wasn't into punk music but um, it's uh, it's wonderful highly recommend Pistol um, that's it for television um, I think we should move on to news what do you think I think we should and did you know that uh, Back to the Future uh, the Broadway musical is set for 2023. Um, well, it's been playing in London for um, a oh, while. Look at you, so ahead of me. I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna have something you didn't know. No, about. yeah, it's been playing so for random. a while. Uh, it it started. I forget when when it actually debuted. But um, my whole thing is, yeah, can I get to London to see this show, or will they take sure. it on the road and come to LA eventually? I don't know. It seems like it's possible. It seems like that's what you do with plays, right? You you do a yeah. run in your Generally, home city, yeah. and then you take it on the road. We um, hope to hit Broadway. Exactly, exactly. Um, so some news. Uh, Ray Liotta passed away uh, at 67. I feel like he's a big one that um, yeah. is very sad. He was only 67, not very old. Known for Goodfellas and Field of Dreams. And um, I think for me, just because I've seen it a million times, thanks to my mom, um, is he was in a movie called Heartbreakers. Um, oh, and, yeah. Uh, I know I really, Heartbreakers, dude. I really love Heartbreakers. Uh, I'm just going to play the little clip that I uh, <laughs> think of from Heartbreakers. Uh, let's see. Uh, what is it you do, Mr. Stagliano? College professor. Oh, uh, what do you teach? college stuff what are you a fucking cop <laughs> what are you a fucking cop yeah um anyway as, as a teenager when that movie came out jennifer love hewitt never looked more amazing she um, is probably the most beautiful woman ever on screen in that being, movie yeah, i think man yeah. or woman. um so uh yeah uh, r.i.p ray Liotta. um you sent me this text uh, or uh, message uh, it sounds like indiana jones 5 will be the last john williams score 
Um, boy, oh boy. That makes sense. He's so fucking old. Honestly, everything he's done in the last few years, I thought was his last thing. So I, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, at least he'll be around to do that. I'm happy he's choosing this one. It's just, you know, this day is going to come and you just ultimately get sad. (laughs) He needs to take a break. And I mean, listen, (laughs) I've said this before, but I mean, for You've his particular field, is there anyone that has, is that no, dominant no, over no. over the second place person at what they do in movies? No, I mean more than Spielberg other over other directors. I think Spielberg was as and Williams was as important to Spielberg more so than Spielberg was important yes. to Williams in that sure. partnership. One hundred percent. It's just yeah. it's just factual. So yes. Um, in LA news, the landmark theater closed, which is really a bummer. I, you know, used to live right over there and, uh, you know, I'm at fault as much as anybody that I have not been patronizing that place very much, um, uh, because I moved. It's tough, man. Um, it is really tough. It sounds like the, the brand landmark will still be around. Like they're taking over, I think the Pasadena, um, location of whatever that was. No, is that right? I forget. Um, but anyways, uh, that's a bummer. Um, let's see, uh, lots of uh, like news of, of different things. Batman two was greenlit. Um, they're doing oh, winning. Yeah. A winning time is coming back for a second season. Ghostbusters afterlife two is happening. Oh, lots of, oh, you know, lots of, lots of d- sequels being kind of greenlit sure, and worked sure, sure. on. Um, there's a second simple favor. Remember that fucking movie from yeah. Paul Feig? I yeah. loved that movie. And it, you, these are the things where you're like, we're making another one. Um, they're talking about replacing Will Smith in Aladdin two with the rock. <laughs> I don't know about that. I read a rumor about that. Um, they're working on another black mirror season. That's exciting. Um, but, um, but yeah, there's just so much, uh, weird news. Like, uh, for instance, Justin Lin backed out mid production of fast 10. You know, that was, what is that? I don't know what's crazy. That blew my mind. Yeah. That was a big one where I'm like, wow, really? Justin Lin is like like kind of one of the fathers of this franchise at this point. (laughs) Um, you know, of the later, greater versions of these movies. And it sounds like it came. It sounds like it was creative differences between him and, uh, what's his face? Vin Diesel. Yeah. Vin. And you're just like one person after the other (laughs) dropping us the same thing with Vin Diesel for, um, the rock right where he was just like oh we're not working together uh, yeah for sure like, yeah, you want to yeah. be a part of this it's the 10th one he's like no just I don't. I don't very be weird yeah um there is a, a ferrari movie being made in italy by michael mann starring adam driver and penelope cruz i think oh, that'll word. be awesome um i'm very excited for that um did you watch slow horses on apple with gary oldman no i did not that that was a show, you know, from a few months ago. Um, I highly recommend that, especially because it's short. You know, there's just a few episodes, but it's a really great British espionage show. Yeah, MI MI five. Oh yeah, you talked show. to me about this, but I yeah, I did bring it up. But uh, but the point is, he says uh, Gary Oldman says that might be his last role. Um, Ooh. So you know, that's oh my of, god, really? He's he's not even that old. I don't know. Maybe he's uh, he's he's had it. He's done. Um, yeah. It sounds like Jodie Foster is going to star in the new season of True Detective. I think that's great. Love Jodie Foster. <laughs> Um, I think putting her in a drama, like a crime drama is just yeah, perfect because of course we know it's her money. from, um, silence of the lambs. And I think, uh, yeah, put, let's put her in there as an FBI agent again. Um, this is kind of a funny one. So Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren are cast in the, 
additional, you know, the yet second Yellowstone prequel. Um, I was going to bring this up. 1932. And then in the news the other day. Bring me to the, bring me to that world, Kelly. Yeah. (laughs) If anything, I knew, I knew you'd be excited. Costner and Um, Harrison now. But then, uh, so 1932, they have it announced the casting of these people. And now they say, you know what? No, it's going to be 1923 <laughs> because we want to, <laughs> we want to focus on prohibition. So That's it's going to be 1923. That's funny. Um, okay. I'm done. Yeah. Either one. Either um, one. Honestly, I'm done. Absolutely. Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer confirmed that they're working on another national treasure with Nicolas Cage. So we've heard that they've been doing it and then that it was dead multiple times. But this is the newest news. Movie or television show? uh, He just says we're working on a National Treasure 3 script with Nick Cage. Okay. So I don't know. Um, Here's in fucking stupid news. Uh, (laughs) This is the the headline. Disney Disney impressed with new Planet of the Apes script. Now planning new trilogy. Like, okay. Okay. Planet of the Apes is a subpar franchise. I love it personally, but it's not like bringing huge numbers. No one's going to Planet of the Apes land. I really enjoy enjoy the new trilogy. It's great. The new trilogy was only a few years ago. Why? Why? Why is there? This is where we are now, Kelly. Immediate reboots. That's where we live. It's so dumb. In not dumb news, this is my last bit of news. (laughs) Titanic. Coming to a theater near you, Titanic too. In yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, Titanic, just Titanic. Oh, um, coming to a theater near you, being released in the newly restored 4K HDR, which is high dynamic range, which means color and contrast, and high frame rate to be released in early 2023. That's very exciting. 3D, sure. 3D. Oh, I didn't say 3D either. Yeah, you didn't 4K, say 4K, 3D. 3D, HDR, high frame rate. That's four things. <laughs> and I can't wait. I can't wait to see that in 3D. We're all going to vomit. I'm very it's excited. Make us throw up. It's going to be too real. No, uh, no, this it's going to be great. This is that, promoting, the high frame rate thing, I don't understand. But. This is this is clearly a promotion for The Way of Water, Avatar 2, coming soon. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> we are going to get people yeah. hyped again for... Because no one takes a longer time between stuff. Rather than the strike while the iron hot, iron's hot, he's going to do it the right way. Come sure. over high water, than uh, than James Cameron. Um, by the way, I'm, I have no interest in Avatar too, but I'm going to see it. Yeah, you do. Come on, don't care. Come on, it'll um, be underwater. Let me just save for news real quick. <laughs> Dude, everybody the loves water. the water. Come I mean, on, water, my friend. Come on. Um, Philip Baker Hall also passed away. I don't know if that name rings a bell to you no. immediately or not. Um, he is. Not the guy who's the asshole, Womack, but he's the other guy who meets with Womack in <laughs> okay, The Rock who says, he's not going to escape. I have to get up three times a night to take a piss. Yeah. Um, he's been in a bunch of things. He's, I just he's a very famous character actor. Quick, yeah. quick shout out because he's done a ton of stuff. Uh, Hard mm-hmm. Eight, Magnolia, uh, Boogie Nights, yes. Rush Hour. Um, God, Magnolia. Yeah. He's yeah, a big... yeah. I mean, just one of those character actors that popped up in a bunch of stuff. Just wanted to quick shout out. Ray Liotta, That's of fair. course, was the big news, but wanted to mention that. Also... And random dumb news, uh, last thing I want to mention is um, there is a child, not a child, a kid in Indiana. His name is actually Happy Gilmore. 
Um, and he was named Happy Gilmore by his parents, obviously, because they were of maybe the age of me and grew up with that movie. And sure. he was, uh, he's a good golfer and he was trying out for, to qualify for the U S open. I don't think he Fucking made it, awesome. but it seems like his, his destiny to eventually get there. So I just wanted to mention happy. <laughs> we're rooting for you. Uh, that is really up. cute. Keep up That's the good really stuff. Cute. Um, we're all behind you. I love it. Uh, let's talk uh, just very briefly about some kind of trailers and upcoming stuff. Uh, we are in the middle of summer blockbuster season, and it kind of it almost feels like it's over, but it's still June. So um, yeah. we've we've already had a lot of big movies, but we've got Thor: Love and Thunder in two weeks. That's like that yes, feels like a movie that should be out six months from now, but it's already out. It's right around the corner. Um, we've got Nope, which will be really, I think, exciting Both and very big. exciting. Yeah. Um, Black Adam also. Uh, I don't know that yeah. I care about that, but I'll see it. Um, sure. There's the Minions movie. There's Bullet Train yeah. with Brad Pitt. That might, might be, be good. A, yeah. That might be a sleeper uh, fun yeah. movie. We'll see. Sure. Um, but we got some trailers of some fun stuff. We got the trailer and the title for the next Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. That trailer is wild because that movie doesn't come out for like another year. I know. So we got this teaser and I get it's just excited a from the trailer. nonstop barrage of action set pieces. And you're just like, oh, my God, look at all these fucking locations. How is this one movie? Um, very, very uh, yeah, impressive. You got, you got a Tom on a horse. Yeah, exactly. Which didn't go well during the Mummy movie, but you, but you know, it looks <laughs> looks really cool. Looks I never very, saw like that. They're going to be in the movie. desert. I don't, uh, I don't... It's okay. You don't need to. Yeah. Um, but let me just say also bringing back uh, Henry. I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, Zerny or Kearney, I don't, I don't know. know, who was the agent that was after him in the original Mission Impossible. Bring oh, him yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. The only Very dialogue satisfying. really in the trailer saying, you're fighting for an ideology that no longer exists and you need to pick a side and we will control this thing for the next you know, it's a great, great scene. Great um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm pumped, and also yeah. Haley Atwell being in it, uh, who played Agent Carter in the mm-hmm. Marvel movies. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited about that movie. I can't wait. Just like Top Gun, I, I, I look. I like Tom Cruise's big action vehicles. Um, yeah, they're always satisfying to me. So. That's right. Uh, we got a, a, a teaser trailer for Prey, the Predator spinoff. Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah, pretty excited the, for that. Is it the Apache? Or I don't want to be racist. Is it the Oh, I don't know. Apache Indians or the... Anyway. I, I don't actually know, but it looks really fighting. cool. Yeah, um, we got the very cool trailer for the new Olivia Wilde movie, Don't Worry, Don't Worry, Darling, um, which yeah. looks like kind of like a sci-fi Boy, thriller or something. Looks like the Stepford um, Wives, but better than the remake yeah. of Stepford Wives. Right, exactly. Hopefully it will be. Um, we uh, have a date for The Mandalorian Season 3, which is February. That's yeah. pretty soon, all things yeah. considered, so we'll have right. that in February. Right. Um, we have... Uh, a crazy trailer for a new George Miller movie called 3000 years of longing. Have you that. seen that? Oh yeah, trailer? I have. Yeah, I, have. I actually am. I'm, I watched that with Jess and I was like, this could be a train record. Could be right. great. But exactly. I'm hoping it'll be great. I tend it looks to think like it that it'd be something special. I tend to think that George Miller after all these years is probably very focused on kind of making things the way that he wants to make them. Sure. So I, I tend to think it'll be a solid thing. Um, and he's also, uh, filming Furiosa right now, the uh, boy, Mad oh boy, Max kind um, of spinoff. I will be in the so, yeah, first night for that one. Um, we've got a date for uh, Blonde, and I think we got a teaser, uh, the Ana de Armas. Uh, Excited um, to see her play Marilyn movie yep. Yep. about Marilyn. Um, so that's a little bit about what's coming up. Uh, literally tonight, Westworld is back on the air. Um, yeah. that's, uh, it, I mean, Westworld is not a great show, but Maybe they have so again. much money. 
that I just always watch it because I'm like, I want to see what they're doing with the money. And the first season Um, was great, right? Like, that was the one. It was was pretty good. Yeah, exactly. I think that I haven't really loved any of it since then, but um, whatever. Um, Only Murders in the Building, season two. I was going to say, excited for that one. That's uh, right around the corner. Tuesday. And then I know you didn't uh, watch it, but The Better Call Saul, uh, rest of the season starts July 11th. And Stranger Things, the end, which we already talked about. Yeah, that's that's in a week. There's still a bunch of TV. And also from from Fantasy Corner, which is my corner that I occupy by myself, um, for any Willow fans, which I absolutely love and... We'll have to get Kelly up to speed on before the yes, show. Yes, I, I should watch it and then uh, I'll watch the that show. That trailer is magical for anybody that grew up with that kind of nostalgia. And um, even though I have little to no hope for the Amazon Lord of the Rings series at this point, <laughs> they did release did pictures you see? Yeah, of the their orcs. orcs and great practical stuff. They, they look good. Fan. It's the first yeah. thing that's looked not just fantastic, which they do, but it's the first thing that hasn't looked bad so right. far from the series so um you know a little little glimmer of hope which uh, tracks with the story the story was all about finding little bits of hope so who knows maybe um, i got a bad yeah. feeling about this <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Um, wow yeah yeah so anyway um, there you go that's great um well i would like to do a couple of things um i have we we have our normal rotten Tomatoes scores that we'll do right before we end. But I have two things I want to do before that. One of them is our kind of what the fuck did they just say <laughs> segment. Of course. Um, and we've got a clip to play from that. But before that, I don't know if you remember in the last episode where you said um, that you think you have a special gift at <laughs> guessing I'm wondering or knowing the year a movie came I'm out. I'm wondering if I do. Now, let, let, let me say this real quick. Yeah. So the only reason I mentioned this is because I was in Colorado with Adam uh, two birthdays ago. Um, mm-hmm. He and Sheila, for some reason, I don't know how it came up. They started throwing out movies, and it wasn't just stuff that we grew up with. They they went deep. They went into like the 30s, the 50s, stuff like that. Sure, yeah. And in like in like 80 or 80 movies or so, probably we did it for like 30 minutes. Really? <laughs> I, I I think I only missed like two or three. And it, Holy but here, but here shit. were the rules. It was within. I, I had to be within. A year before, a year after. Now, most of them, I still hit the nail. On I think the year. for me, you have to get it exactly right. That's fine. Like, I'll, That's fine. I'll Look, in my I, I head go. I threw this out because hey, I wanted job, to be tested. But yeah, I threw this out because I wanted to be well, tested. Well, so. I just picked ten random movies. I actually okay. went to a website that had a random movie generator, and so oh, I have a oh, I have boy. a list of ten, and they do air a little bit more on the recent side. Okay, um, potentially but, this could be embarrassing, but let's see. Yeah. Um. We were we we're going to see if you have the savant uh, the mind for this. Um, and by the way, you know most of these movies. So I'm not tr- okay, I didn't okay, deliberately cool. go like to ones where I'm like, I don't even know if he knows what this movie is, sure. you know, or I don't know sure. what this movie is. These are mostly big, big movies. Um, number one, bl- uh, Predator. Uh, Predator, I believe, is 1987. Nailed it. Okay. Notorious, the Hitchcock Notorious, yes, or the yes. one with the rapper Hitchcock. Hitchcock, Notorious, I believe, was nineteen forty-six. Yes, I got Edward. Okay. Yeah, that was Edward Scissorhands. Uh, Scissorhands was night either eighty-nine or 90, 1990. Correct, because Batman came out in eighty-nine. <laughs> v for Vendetta. <laughs> oh, V for Vendetta. Um. I think it's 2003 or 2004. I'm going to say 2000. Uh, no? Neither is correct. 2005? Uh, when was it? Six. 
2006. Oh, wow. I was way off on that one. Yeah, that's weird. Were. Okay. That's okay. okay. The Bodyguard. Bodyguard was 1992. Correct. Dogville. Dogville was 2003? Correct. Okay. Scarface. Scarface is in the 80s. Okay, hang on. Nothing's jumping out at me quickly. I'm going to say Ooh. I'm going to say 1980 exactly. 83. Fuck, the year of my yeah, birth. Why you're did I get pretty that far one off. Yeah. Okay. Okay, the, way the, off on that one. The apartment. Ooh, um oh boy. Uh I mean, this one I shouldn't deserve credit for anyway cuz I'm guessing, but I think it's 1954. 1960. Okay, way off on that. Brazil. Brazil was 1980. Give me a second. I'm thinking about, <laughs> sure, about no, sure. I'm thinking about Terry Gilliam because like I Sure. I'm trying to think of the other movies. Okay. Brazil was I think it was 84, 85. I'm going to say Brazil in 1985. Correct. And last but not least, radio. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that one. This came from the random movie generator? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Um, Wow, that is so funny. Uh, This is Cuba Gooding Jr. radio. Yes, yes, yes. I know it's early 2000s. Okay, um... Two thousand four? Two thousand four? It's two thousand three, but that's ah, pr- pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. I think I missed like um, four. You you only missed. Well, okay. So if we're including radio as one you missed, you did miss four. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, that's actually lower. I, than I'd, I I'd probably I was get. I'd probably give you radio because I, I would have guessed kind of, I would have gotten eight out of ten based on what we did right, the other right. day. Right. Well, but that still. was hey, that was still impressive. I think that's kind of fun. <laughs> that's kind of a fun game. Yeah, yeah. I think if I do generate another random group, yeah. I'll maybe try a little bit harder to make them. I don't want you to not know the movie. Sure, or sure. have yeah. some connection to it, but I think maybe I'll just try to to weave in some more difficult ones. Write in and let um, us know if you enjoyed that segment. Or yeah, it's just right. my own uh, <laughs> stupid uh, love of myself. For that. But <laughs> but when we started doing it that day, I was like, wow, I don't know how I've got all we these. Could, but for we some could reason, call that like, is Patrick special? You, you know what it is? We used to play <laughs> seen it when in a college, uh-huh. and yeah, sure. not that this is the exact same as getting the year, but oh, I I my memory is that I never ever didn't get this this one category wrong like we played it for like two years in college and when it said put the movies in order of release date you didn't have to get the exact year but you had to like put them you know what came out first second third fourth i see i don't think i ever missed one of those and a lot of times i wouldn't i can see that being a little easier yeah you could get that yeah multiple choice um well that was very thanks for humoring me on that of course so uh we are doing this segment uh called uh what the fuck did they just say or whatever you want yeah. to call it yeah um and we've had a few of these where uh it's a scene in a movie where we don't know what the dialogue is uh yeah. it's either and... called what the fuck did they just say or not like this and you can <laughs> not, again, not feel like free this. to call us text not us, like let this us is not a it. scene where we don't know what they're saying <laughs> but uh but but it is that we is don't know how name. they're saying it yeah um so for this uh v- um installment there's the word uh we are doing dogma 1999 and there is a weird scene uh, or there's a weird sequence where kevin smith throws ben affleck's character off of the train out of the back of the train and he does this immediately after throwing um uh, matt damon's character off the train 
and uh, Matt Damon's Loki. character yeah. says something, and it's all very audible. But Ben Affleck has two lines of dialogue before being thrown out, and neither is really audible. Um, part of it is that the sound mix of the movie, not just how we're hearing it, but in general, is very, very loud at this moment. The The train is very loud, and the... Uh, music is extremely yeah. it's loud and it's, it's yeah. overpowering the dialogue. But uh, I'm going to play it well, and then I'll talk a little bit about what I learned. And before we play it, interestingly, this happens. Yes. This is one of my favorite parts of the movie because they make a reference right after this to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The no <laughs> right. ticket line. They, they do, yes. And yeah. in addition to that, it comes right before the one line that you have to be able to understand because it's Silent Bob's line. You know, you had one line oh, in every right. movie. And, right. Or you know, or a speech or whatever it was, and that's the no ticket is his line. So that's <laughs> just kind of another fun tidbit. It but, is fun. Yeah. Whenever you're ready. Um, here it is. <laughs> now, again, there's so much noise in this clip. <laughs> But I have no idea. No. So I have an idea because I've listened very critically. I, don't, I, I have a good copy of Dogma on my computer, a, a really high-quality rip of the high-def version of okay. it. And okay. the audio is as clear as I could possibly listen. Really good headphones. And the I'm going to play it again. The, the first thing he said, I have no idea. The second line is almost 100%. I'll get you for this chalupa. <laughs> okay. So the fact that you even have that. The other two of these we've done. Yeah. They did, my guesses didn't make sense. That was the thing. Well, I'll get but you for I, this. I, I'll get you I for this a, makes sense. Chalupa guess. doesn't make sense. What I'm saying is I could hear a line. Like when yeah, Mickey yeah. says, what are we waiting for? Texas or take us (laughs) like those don't make sense, but I can actually tell you words. I listened to this a couple times and I used to watch this movie. This movie was very important to me for a while. Sure. When I was growing up and I didn't even have a guess for either of those. So the fact that you have that is impressive to me. The, yeah, the, so it it's funny because this, the character of Kevin Smith is silent Bob. And I, and I almost think that he actually calls him Bob or he says Bob in the first bit of dialogue, but I, I can't tell what he's saying. It's very muddy. The second one, I mean, is Chalupa a a reference to something else in the movie? Because I haven't seen Dogma in a long time. Um, Not actually, that I, I can remember, but they always make Silent Bob fat jokes, and Chalupa could be, I don't know. <laughs> so, so I have not Googled this situation, but what I've done is I've looked up the script of the movie, and again, I have a very good copy of it with subtitles. Get this. There are no subtitles for either of these bits of dialogue. That's great. There are subtitles up until it and immediately after when you get the no ticket line. So how weird that the official copy of the movie doesn't have subtitles for either of these lines. Even if it was an ad lib, it's still in the movie. So it's crazy to me that at the point where they added subtitles, they didn't add subtitles for these two lines of dialogue. And neither of these bits of dialogue are in the script. I've read a couple of versions of the script that I found online and it goes right from the Matt Damon character being thrown out and saying whatever his line is to no ticket. That's the next line. Okay. Um, Meaning there's action uh, uh, beats, but there's no, uh, there's no dialogue. Um, So it's just wild. I don't know what it is, um, but that's, uh, that's it. I think 
I'll get you for this chalupa. That's my. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Still that's don't it. have any idea when that's he first, first puts his hands on him. If you guys know the scene or you watch. The yeah, scene, I don't know the. Grabs other him one, by yeah. the shoulders and he looks back over his shoulder. Boba Jep. Like that. Yeah, it literally kind of like that. Yeah. Sounds almost yeah. like Boba Fett. We'll play it again. Doesn't sound anything like. Oh yeah, he, I can hear. Actually, I get you for this chalupa, but it doesn't sound anything like Boba Fett. I was wrong on the first one. It kind of, it kind of sounds like the first thing you said is chalupa, like he says that twice. Play chalupa. It one more time. Play it one more time. Then we'll move on. I promise. Not, not so much. Weird. It's, it's very weird. Really bananas. Anyway, I don't know. I think we need to call Matt have any idea or, uh, what that ben could Affleck be. Yeah, for this one. both of them. We need to get them in. Let's there. get them together. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's do our Rotten Tomatoes scores and some hidden gems and get out of here. Um, if you're still listening, by the way, good job. Um, we love you. Thank you. <laughs> Kevin, so we're gonna James, do. Thanks. We're just gonna do all of the Jurassic Parks um, because I think this is fascinating. Uh, the That's direction great. that they've yeah, gone, I love it. We we have done a couple of the Jurassic Parks before, but we're just gonna do all six of them now. Um, so what do you think? The original Jurassic Park, 1993. So we have done the the original. We've done the original, the first two. We've only Got done it. the first okay. two. So I think it's more um, fascinating to see where they go after yeah, after the first two. I mean, huge hit. I think. Uh, Critics for Jurassic Park, uh, I'm going to say 90, and audiences were like 93. Uh, very close, 92 and 91. So yeah. that's about as So good critics as were get, higher right? than audiences yeah. fascinates me. By um, 1%, even if it's by yeah. one. I mean, they're pretty much even. That's what you want. But yeah. anyway. Um, the Lost World, colon, Jurassic Park. I think critics. I really like a lot. Yeah, sure. And it's a Steven Spielberg movie. Come on. Uh, but I remember this one being, compared to the first one, I remember people being like, oh, kind of underwhelming. Um I'll say critics for this one, 78, audiences 75. 53 and 51. Jesus. So that was yep. 28. Okay. So it's 50s, not 70. I think that's way too low for that movie, by the way. Um, Jurassic Park 3 or Claw Print. If you're doing well, if the other one was yeah, <laughs> the other one was in the fifties. I mean, I have to say, critics forty five, audiences, I'll say audiences sixty, forty nine and thirty six. Wow, audiences hated again. Jurassic I'm Park just Claw. like that's crazy. That's too low. Yeah, Jurassic Park Claw. <laughs> and uh, let's move on to the. Uh, very famous Jurassic World. Try to take my dislike out of this one. Um, uh, uh, critics, 60. Audiences, 72. 71 and 78. That's okay. uh, so I'm about 10 lower on those ones, whatever. but that feels around the wheelhouse of where it was. I, I, didn't, I don't feel that way, but that's I feel way like that's too how high for responded. me. But yeah, Some of fair. that, I think, is just when it's been a while and people love a property. Mm-hmm. Even if you're just playing the hits in a worse yeah. way, I think yeah. a lot of times people are like, "Oh, it's, it's an entirely new generation. It's an entirely new thing, and also more people around the world are seeing these." Um, so yeah, it's yeah, kind true. of a new new generation of of cultures too. Um, Jurassic World: colon, Fallen Kingdom. Critics, critics, seventy seven. Audiences seventy. 
47 what and fuck? 48. No way. No way. Weird, right? That, that makes zero. I don't even want to talk about it. It makes zero exactly. sense. Exactly. Exactly. Um, because it is a superior film. So, yeah. That's um, so then you haven't seen it, and that's right. the really fun part. And that's yeah, why and I, I haven't kind even of, really looked at how people are responding yet. I know, so. and that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> so, mm. Jurassic World Dominion. Oddly enough, there is no colon in the wording of that on this website. Yeah, that is strange. Uh, <laughs> 65, 75. 30 and 77. And 77 30 is exactly. 77? I mean, I was right there on the audience. 77 is exactly how I feel about it. Like, 77 for an audience is fun. That's a good, fun movie. 30 from critics, it just shows me how fucking high critics are. Because it it makes no sense. This is a superior movie to wow. Jurassic World, and it's superior in some ways to Fallen Kingdom, maybe not in others. Um, but remember, critics gave Jurassic World seventy one percent. So yeah, it's just shocking, Sh- totally shocking. I I don't understand. Um, yeah. So yeah, well, that's well. Once that's again, it. we talk about this stuff doesn't matter, but it is interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so why don't you hit me with a hidden gem, and I uh, will say goodbye to these nice folks. Yeah, this is a hidden gem that I've I I, I looked back at our list because we do keep a log of this, and yeah. I don't I can't believe I haven't mentioned this one oh, previously. Um, it seems like it would have been very early on my hidden gems list, and I just again I don't know why I haven't gotten to it again unless it's not logged there for some reason. Um, oh right, and if it is, who cares? It I repeat, it. it's yeah, a hidden it gem matter. for me. Um, lucky number eleven. Wow, uh, is my hidden gem. Do you you know this movie? You remember this movie? <sighs> you know I do, and I think I own it on DVD. I don't remember caring about this movie. Is it good? In my opinion, it's worth watching again. Uh, okay. It's very much of its kind of early two thousands era. Yeah, right. I'm not saying that it's an all time movie you have to see, but sure, I find that movie extremely enjoyable. Um, it's just fun and to me clever in a in almost a weird it's like honestly it's it's a strange kind of update sort of kind of left-hand turn on uh the story Yojimbo which was remade into um a fistful of dollars the first of the Sergio Leone westerns oh, where a guys kind of yeah. playing both two different gangs in a town mm-hmm. but this one's like two different sort of villain gang bosses in New York right. um with a whole other angle and spin and backstory um but yeah, just um, really fun, man. R- check it out. If you get a minute, I know everybody's really busy, but rewatch it because I would like to know what you think about it. But I mean, it's Josh Hartnett is the center of it. And I know that's easy for people to be like, oh, Josh Hartnett, like, <laughs> you know, of one particular time and that was it and whatever. Yeah, right. But uh, Bruce Willis, you know, is great in it. Right. Um, it's got Morgan Freeman. It's got, you know, a bunch of folks. Um, and I really, really enjoy it. I think Lucky Number 11 is a, is a perfect hidden gem. I remember buying this on DVD. Do you remember when there was that Circuit City in Santa Monica? It was like right <laughs> near. You you must have known it because you were around this area so much. But like you worked at J, J. Crew over there, right? It was yeah, like sure. r- it was right off of that block. I think now it's a TJ Maxx, um, but there's like the B of A and stuff. Anyways, 
um, that Circuit City I went into and bought that DVD for like 30 bucks when it came out. Wow. Um, and I hadn't seen it because I looked at the cover and I went, wow, look at all these good people in this. I'm going to buy Dude, this. There was a time where the Best Buy trip for me on the mm-hmm. weekends where I was just scooping up every DVD to replace right. every VHS was like right. my regular reward per weekend. Yeah, um, that's so cool. That kind of is what that reminds me of. Anyway, do you have a hidden gem this week? No, I don't. I think I'm all Lucky tapped number out. Seven will cover both of us, and you bought it. I mean, it my counts. COVID got the better of me. I don't I understand. Have gem. I understand. Um, well, hey, if you're still listening yet again, uh, thank you so much. You're and the I'm real sorry MVP it's so long. If you're still we listening. are going to try to do it more often so that we have more digestible, smaller episodes. But um, we also don't like censorship, so <laughs> we're not going to cut our cut our yeah. content down. We're and just also, like we're going to do whatever we're going to do. That take time, so you know what are you going to do? Exactly. We get together when we can. So um, yeah, big whoop. Want to fight about it? <laughs> also, I have a question just... for everybody. Have you ever seen a movie? It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being we'll with us, everybody. We'll see you again hopefully soon.